Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. You know what fade means? Yeah, like Alex. just like slowly Lay off. Disappear. I don't know why fade is What's the word. What's the opposite they... of fade? Like if fade you like follow. something. Follow. You follow? Like Pound me over. Uh, what? It's ride. Uh, I'm going to ride him. Evidently, um, the one thing that I heard this morning. <laughs> I got my inspection yesterday. That's what Paul That's calls his, his annual physical. <laughs> got out of Felger and Maz yesterday, and yeah. my, my engine light was off. Good time to strike. First time in at least three weeks. Paul treats his car like his body. <laughs> I'm trying. No. <laughs> I, I like what Alex is getting into on Twitter and all that stuff, but if like, I'm the Celtics, I'm like, why are the people working for the Patriots getting into our business on Twitter? Twitter. Just be careful. You're famous, though. Nah, well, she That's is true. true. Listen, she was a runner-up for the Greg Hill Show. Having Big Head on the show was great. Wish she'd do a show where people are listening. Uh, I hear them on the ra- on the weekends yeah. all the time. Yeah, I heard Deuce on. That's right. On, uh, Got a, he's a regular guest. I'm a regular guest. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, we're coming off a loss to the Baltimore Ravens and uh, a lot of anxiety coming out of that loss not because of the team but of course I'm talking about the injury to Mac Jones and it's unclear as to the extent of it but reports have it as a severe high ankle sprain pretty pretty severe pretty severe not very severe uh, not yeah but on the severe spectrum it's according to Mac he's just taking it day to day just getting treatment day by day yeah that was uh yeah. That was a classic press conference that he had yesterday on Zoom, <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But first, you know, I just want to start right off the bat and tell Patriots fans that I'm here to tell you about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your Patriot favorite highlights become digital video collectibles called moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite players today on NFLAllDay.com. NFLAllDay.com. This is new. I haven't heard of this yeah, before. Yeah, NFTs and marketplace and trading and selling and buying. and Very big space right now, too. Challenges. Very, very it's gonna, it's <laughs> really mean. exciting. NFLAllDay.com. I like it. Yeah. All day long. Yep. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like it. Um, but getting back to what we were talking about. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the game, you know, I think uh, we were doing the post-game show with Hardy. And I, he, to me, he summed it up, though, in terms of the game itself. I didn't come out of that game with any different feelings about the Patriots than I did going in. You yeah. know? Yeah. I would agree. You know? I, mean, I think it, we all agreed on that yeah. Sunday. I, I mean, the unfortunate part for me was a good start and feeling like, you know, first few possessions, they at least had something for Lamar. They made him punt a couple times. Uh, and offensively, it, it felt like, you know, Mac was making some plays. And they were they were pushing the ball down the field again. And clearly, Devontae Parker had a great game. Um, but it's just the mistakes, you know. And I think the thing that's been bugging me here in the last, like, you know, 24, 48 hours is just, you know, where's the progress been? Like, that's what you're itching for. Like, it's just killing yourself with the mistakes. And I just that, – that, that's what's – just so frustrating is that they had an opportunity to to at least hang in there to the end but they killed themselves they killed themselves and that and they just can't 
can't keep doing this these things and and at what point is it going to turn around and you know and then and then just the mac injury happens and it kind of brushes i don't want to say it brushes under the rug as if you're not thinking about it anymore but it just changes the whole dynamic right now of what you're thinking what you're expecting oh, yeah. what your hopes are for you know however long he he's going to potentially be out so um yeah just just rough 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 24 yeah, 48 hours i'm just going to say what i'm trying to figure out you know along those lines what you guys are talking about is you know is it something that is, it's just what they are now or can they be something better than this if they can sort of correct the mistakes and and i know like people will say well of course they can correct the mistakes and they'd be better it, but sometimes that's what you are you know sometimes like you okay this this game it was turnovers there were four turnovers there weren't a ton of penalties there were a couple um but this game it was turnovers next game it might be something different you know Next game, it might be communication breakdowns, uh, you know, somewhere. Um, I, I think that when when you're a team that's sort of average, and I think we all kind of anticipated this team being somewhat average, um, I, I think that's what ends up happening is something happens that prevents you from being as good as you look when you're playing your best on a consistent basis. And I think it's been penalties, it's been turnovers, it's been, you know, uh, missed assignments in the first game up front in the offensive line. I thought there were times where the running game looked good. Other times, you know, short yardage, it hasn't looked great. You know, like, just it seems to be something different all the time. Special teams been kind of creeping up a little bit. Um, that was a big that was a big play in the game. You know, it's like 28-20, you get stopped. Okay, defense, go out and get us a stop. You get a 43-yard return. Or 20, it was it, no, it was 20, 21 20. 21 20. The, the Ravens had just taken the the lead at 21 20 and the the patriots don't answer okay i mean you don't you know they had a pretty good day offensively they didn't score that particular time and you give up a 43 yard punt return to give them a short field and they and they go down and score again right you right. know like that's the kind of stuff that they're not close can't happen they're not closers no they're not closers and and i mean i think the other point to make for me too is just like we got lamar like you know there's also a certain extent of just like this is an MVP kind of guy who had an MVP kind of game against this defense. And it hurts that they weren't able to figure him out, but a lot of teams can't figure him out. So, you know, that that's my little bit of like, all right, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Like, you know, things are you know certainly going to change. And this week with Aaron Rodgers, we're going to get a whole new kind of set of challenges. Um, but again, another player who can just go off and beat you single-handedly. So, you know, at some point they're, they – they, they'll have to put together a game to, you know, knock these guys out and, and play good, you know, down to the end. The red zone stuff, they just they couldn't make those key well, plays at the end. you know, going into this season, like, I wasn't sure what am I looking at. I You know, from preseason, I, I, I went into the season saying, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm looking at. So every game, for me, is a learning experience. You know, I learn a little bit more. Um, now Max out. You know, and it's like, oh, well, that derails everything, right? You know, now I now I really can't figure out really what's going on. But, you know, Paul, you and I were talking about it the other day. And maybe, you know, if you want to look at it on the bright side and try to get some type of silver lining out of this, maybe with Mac being out for a few weeks, at least you'll be able to figure out, okay, what do we have on offense, you know, aside from Mac? Because Hoyer knows how to run it. It's not like you're going to be bringing in somebody from the outside who has no clue and you have to just dumb it down. Hoyer can run the entire playbook. So maybe we'll get an idea of 
who are the weapons that Mac has, right? So when Mac comes back, you're like, okay, it's he, he it's because of the weapons they're not doing well, or he's got the weapons. It's Mac, yeah. you know. So maybe this will give us a little bit more insight into what's around Mac. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and and I I, I mean, just I, you know, I, I hesitate to say, oh, you know, Hoyer comes out and he loves Lil Jordan Humphrey and Lil Jordan Humphrey's getting six, seven, eight catches. Does that mean that Lil Jordan Humphrey was actually good the whole time or that Hoyer just kind of knows him? So I, I don't know. I'm stuck in the middle on that one. Well, but I do, if that's but the I case, and, and Matt, go get get to know <laughs> little Jordan Humphrey. You know? Yeah, but but I but I do I do I am intrigued by the fact that Brian Hoyer has played in multiple offenses. He's an experienced quarterback. I know we'd never get the real answer out of him, but I'd love to hear what his actual perspective is on what they're doing on offense and what these changes are and how he kind of views these. things. That's interesting the context to me because, like the point you made, like we know that Hoyer knows the offense, do we? Like, if yeah. is it, if this is different, then he's the same spot that Mac Jones is. Well, all I know is that on the sideline, Hoyer talks to Mac sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he does. Yeah, I I, I would assume that as yeah. well. But I just I think it's interesting. Like we just automatically assume that he knows what he's doing. I don't think he's been in this offense. Maybe he has in one of his stops. I don't I don't know. Uh, but the the bigger thing to me for Mac Jones, and, and again, this is. I'm not trying to say that this is a you know a great thing. A blessing in disguise is too strong, but I think he's struggling. I think he is mentally and physically beaten down right now a little bit, and I think he might benefit a little bit from some time off. Now I don't know. D- these sort of updates are confusing me, you know, with <laughs> Mac Jones. Like the the inclusion that Adam Schefter had in the middle of his tweet about an injury that would cause most to get surgery, I think can be interpreted so many different ways. Yeah. Are they saying is he saying that they're trying to get him to have surgery and he won't? Or is or Max Superman? Is yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Is is Max so tough that right. what would cause mere mortals to undergo right. surgery right. is not, right. not right. affecting Mac Jones. Like I don't have any idea why a national reporter would include that in a tweet. There's so much yeah. vagary going on right now. And now I just saw a report that Mac wants to get a second opinion from yeah. some guy in Brooklyn that does the Nets. And Brooklyn. I heard, yeah. you know, Alabama. I heard Green Bay. Like, I, yeah. it's all over the map right now. Yeah. So I, I, I think the bottom line, and, and I'm kind of hoping. By the way, Teddy Johnson, he, he's a sneaky evil. <laughs> like, like, like the stuff he says about this team, like today he was insinuating that, our training staff is dirty. Like well, they're, they're I, just not on the up and up. And I, it's just, I think it's, all it's, NFL players think that. That that's not like look look at the way they treat the Chargers. Well, I know and they had another one this week. I know, but with, like with Herbert, be careful. You know, no, I think all players are very skeptical of their team's medical staff. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing that's uh, unique to Ted Johnson. But I, I just um, I hope for Max's sake that he at least gets a couple of weeks to sort of step back and watch. Because I think you can benefit, especially as a young guy sometimes, from watching. He's never had that opportunity. He started day one. It, I, I, listen, I'm not trying to say this is a good thing. He's going to be – I'm just saying there there are things that he can benefit from. Take a step back. All of a sudden he'll have a week or two maybe where he doesn't feel like the weight of the world is on his shoulders – and maybe he can sort of relax and get some perspective watching Brian Hoyer play a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I'm not – please don't attack me for being, you know, whistling past the graveyard and ignoring the problems. There's a lot of problems here. And and having your quarterback get hurt 
is not a good thing. I'm just trying to make the best of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I'd agree with you to an extent. I think if he is out for, like you said, a couple of weeks, if he's out for six to eight weeks. Oh, well, that, that's a different. You know, that's a we different don't know argument. though. We don't know at nope, this point. That's a and different it's argument. Possible that that he, you know, that that he's going to come back at the end of the season and maybe get a few games to wrap up. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, right now the way they're rolling him out for press conferences, it's like, well, I'm going to try to play this weekend. I I don't know what they're doing. I think they're at the very least trying to put on the illusion that he might be able to play this week. Don't don't you? I, I, yes, but isn't that silly? Yes. Yeah. Well, I I just think. Yes. I, I think. Um, any time that you're spending worrying about what it looks like from the outside, to me, is wasted time. Yeah, it's wasted time that you could be doing. I mean, something I could else. see you doing that if there was even the slimmest chance, but it doesn't sound like that even exists, right? Right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I could maybe we're all wrong, and maybe the information we're getting is bad, and he does have a chance. I, but I can't. From everything I've heard, there's no shot of him playing this week. I can't believe he talked yesterday. I kept waiting for them to move it, and and it just wouldn't move. And the other two guys went, and then finally Mac went. And I would just, this is ridiculous. Like, I mean, and they were already, you know, making fun of him on 98.5 with cut-ups of day by day, a day by day, you know, over right. and over and over again. I, you know, I, I, I thought he was, well, I'll keep my thoughts on that <laughs> to myself, I guess. Oh, I'm intrigued. I thought that was kind of a fire back at Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like that was before they went in the press conference. It was, they asked your day to day, day by day. You're going to direct all injury questions to Bill. Uh, you know, like that's what I, but I, What's the point? You they know, should like, have just had we, him speak after the game. Why are we doing this? Shir- well, I mean, it seemed like he was. Then you don't have to do this. Then you don't have to do this. He had the nonsense on Mondays. That time. But I don't know. I mean, Chris was saying upstairs like that maybe he has to, like it's part of his responsibility. Like you can pull a guy if he's injured, though, right? Like it doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have to. I go. mean, well, there's. I think there's a rule in the NFL: the starting quarterback has to speak once during the week. And, so, and after the game. Yeah. At, at, right. So we'll see. So it's twice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll That's see why I said they should have just had him talk after the game. They did the same thing in week one. Yeah, you're not helping him by doing so. That. I wonder if the Patriots think the you know while he was hurt, there's an exception for injured players. He spoke on Wednesday. I mean on Monday. So now nobody has to speak who, who plays the quarterback position for the rest of the week. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I, That'll be interesting to see what happens on on Wednesday or you know even like you know Brady used to speak different days right. so a lot of times by the end he was always on fridays yeah i feel like i want to do a paul thing right here and be like paul if you were the packers how much difference would it make to you if you were facing mac Jones exactly or Brian it's 0. like yeah uh, like are they like oh my god we have to prepare like for I, Brian I saw Hoyer some, and mac jones yeah, i oh saw no. some, i saw something on DraftKings, and i might be off by a half a point here or there but i think it went from six and a half to eight the spread so I don't think it's a huge difference. I really don't. Well, I think it, it was is. a point and a half with, with the sharps. That's no, no, no. big. If you were going from like one to three, that's big. Six and a half to eight. They're telling you the other team is a touchdown better than you either way. Yeah, is what I'm saying. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. And you think going from a starting quarterback to a backup quarterback, a point and a half is a big deal? I don't. I just think in general. A point and a half can make can move can move the needle. In, in general, yes, but yeah. I don't think going from a backup quarterback to a starting quarterback that's a big deal. Yeah, right. you know, like right. oh yeah, I think that the Bengals <coughs> went from underdogs oh, yeah. in Dallas was, to, to <coughs> seven point favorites when it went from Dak Prescott. No, to, if, to if, Co- if it was Rush. Brady, it would be like, and then they lost. It, it would be like one to eight. 
you know? Yeah, right, right. That, that's my point. Right. That's my point. Chargers, right. Chargers line last week, that was a big move, too. That yeah, one. I'm not insinuating. Like, yeah, you're, you're right, Fred. A point and a half is a big deal in, in gambling parlance. I just don't think from a starting quarterback to a backup. Right, that's not And a I big honestly deal. don't think right. the Patriots' chances are any different. No, Sunday. Listen, i got to be honest I, with you. I, I've got some interesting things to talk about later in the week, so I'll hold it Why for Why are you that. holding it to later in the week? We need content now. No, 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 no. We no. can pound it all, in, we can all, pound it all week. All in due time. Teasing all in due time. Matt, teach him how to do it. You, you, you have that good stuff, you throw it out there, and then you just hammer it home all, all in week. due time. I think Patriots fans are going to like what I have to say later in the week. Oh, oh I think right. there's going to be a rallying. I think there's a couple of things. Rally around Hoyer the Destroyer? I'm, I'm reading between the lines, and I haven't had a chance to talk to Fred about this because I was busy this morning taping all access. I think Fred... He knows. He knows what he did last week. You know what he did, Mike. What I did I do? I hope he, he did better picked, than I did. He picked Baltimore. Yeah. He picked Baltimore. Yeah. And then he was right. So he's probably not feeling great about that. <laughs> no, that I, that's not and, it at it, all. And he's he's taking his penance. Wow. And now, I said they're going to be eight nine. I got to pick them to lose sometime. This week he's going to rally the troops. <laughs> <laughs> all um, is not lost this week. In Lambeau Field. One thing I do want to say in. I I agree with you, Paul. Maybe this might be a good thing for Mac to just sit and watch, and because there is a lot of pressure on him and all that. But I I got to push back on all these people saying that he's worse this year than he was last year. I don't think he is. I think he's being asked to do more this year, and I think he's making more mistakes as a result. But again, like I said, these are the mistakes that a rookie makes, and. He was prevented from making them last year. He was protected last year. This year, I think he's not as protected as much, and he's making those mistakes. And I'm okay with them. I'm okay with him making those mistakes. Uh, you've got to, The only way you get better in this league is through experience, and you can't get that experience if you're kept in a box every game, which I think to a large extent he was last year. This year I think he's let loose a little bit more, and he looks like, you know, it's a little bit tougher, but I'm okay with I don't think, from, you know, from looking at him, I don't think he's worse than last year. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's regressed and he's not as good as last year. He was much better last year than this year. I disagree. I, I disagree. Just from, yeah, the results may not as be as good, but just watching him as a quarterback, I don't think he's worse than he was last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think he's missing throws, and I, I think that he's missing throws that he didn't miss last year, but the more that – people come out after these games and break down what they're trying to do on offense. I think, you know, more people feel like he's not really being put in the best position to succeed. You have, you know, uh, uh, basically like throw everything out, like a fledgling offensive coordinator who, you know, is, is, I mean, I think a lot of these plays that they screwed up, the fourth down plays, the near pick, they're kind of the same concepts that they're trying to run over and over again. And you're like that they're all, why do they keep trying to do these simple things? There was some growth last week, but you know I, I don't think there's any question if you know if Josh McDaniels had stayed that it would look a lot different. And you know I think Josh, everything you can say about him, like at least he knew like how to scheme stuff up. He knew how to set things up. He it felt like there was a you know a, a plan overall and where they're going with the offense. You know not just over the season, but in the course of a game and setting things up for later. I mean, I know Bedard was going off on on the play action stuff, where you can't just run play action out of nowhere and expect it to work when you haven't been running the ball. Um, you know, so I disagree with that, I, I but just, that's okay. I just think you know it's it's too little, too late right now, and and 
I don't think they put him in position, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm down about yeah. the attack, and I and I get that they're trying to push the ball down the field, and you know we've been talking about this forever that oh they need to you know get more explosive and but push, that's a different but it's thing. Like Tua, but it's, it's and Tua. you might be right that's there. Right. I'm, I'm I'm just talking about Mac as a player, like doing what they're asking him to do. I, yeah, I, no, I, I and I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, mean, I think, now, now you I think might, he's missing uh, you some might stuff. Be right, what yeah. they're asking him to do. I is think it's a semantics in, argument. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to disagree with. Those. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to disagree with either one of you. But, um, but you know, like missing throws. Like last year, his first thing was to look short. If if his first look in the progression yeah, now is to I, look long, but I think you're some of his worst. To Mike's point, and this is why I again I I don't disagree with either one of you, even though you kind of both said different things. Like Mike's saying he's missing some throws. Some of the throws that he's missing are short ones. He's, A, missing short receivers at times, and then when he's throwing short, he's been extremely fortunate not to have three of them return for touchdowns, one in each yeah. game. Yeah. The, the out in Miami, the one he hit uh, Sutton with in Pittsburgh, yeah. and this one was the most egregious on the goal line that he hit Patrick Queen right in the six. Like Those are throws that he didn't do last year. And those were all short throws. Those are inside of ten yards. And I'm all three and I'm throws. saying those are throws he would have done last year had he been not protected. Yeah, I mean, I think the no, no, no. Those were all short throws that he made last year constantly. Well, that's just what I'm saying. I'm not judging him on missing a guy on a bomb like the the bomb to Parker. Yeah, he was probably protected away from making that throw last year. You're right. I think that's why I think it's a semantics thing. I think there were definitely things that he was protected from last year, but I also think Mike is right, and there are things that he did last year that he's not doing as well this year. Yeah, I think he's well, being asked to think more. Yeah, he's well, asked to do more. There's yeah. no, I don't and, think and there's I think, any doubt about and that. And I think that that contributes to those mistakes yeah. that you're talking about. And that's well, why I think he might, again, might be beneficial yeah. uh, to, to it, just it sit, sit and watch and stop putting the weight of the right. offense take a, take a all breath. on himself all the time. But take how, a breath. But how do you view the interceptions? I think that, that's probably the area to drill down on because I don't. I, I wouldn't necessarily fault those entirely on scheme. I mean, I know there were communication issues on, on the Parker one uh, in the end zone, but – you know, those are plays you didn't see him really make last year that it's hard to really pin completely on the offensive design. It's just it's a bad those, decision. Those are or mental a bad throw, mistakes. You know? They're mental mistakes. Well, that yeah, throw are, to me has to he has to throw that away. I think last year he would have thrown that away. I don't think he would have thrown it to the back corner and said, Let me see if my guy right. can go get it and make a play. Well, I mean to your point. I, I mean, and I would I would say I, I'd almost prefer better communication before the snap to recognize that you got a zero blitz coming and somebody's got to get open like right away and Nelson Aguilar cutting in the middle needs to get his head around and you know that's probably the place to go with the ball but you know I just I it it's hard to parse out what's max what's max fault what's the offense's fault you know what what are what are the receivers you know not getting separation enough like I, right. it's hard to do it right now but I, I just that those are the plays that I look at of the the turnovers because those are the decisions that you didn't see him make last year and when he came in here you thought he's not going to make the critical mistakes that are going to cost you the game and I think that's what he did in this game on, on the um, interception he threw in the uh, end zone intended yep. for Parker yep. yeah um, so there's a lot of footage now of him like being really angry oh, I saw it live. not at himself on the sideline but yelling at yes. somebody else so I don't know yeah. what was going on I that think play. he was yelling like I I couldn't I was trying to read his lips at first and I was wondering if he was arguing with somebody about the play call what do we call that for but watching it more and then talking to some of the football guys um, they were in cover for. Yeah, I heard no. Christian in, uh, talking about this yesterday. Fourier with and Wiggy talked about it in the morning. Fourier followed up with it, and then I talked to Zoe last night a little bit about it. 
and yeah, and he he thought it was it, it, they were right. It was cover four. So now, like, what do we call that for? They're in cover four. Like you could right. see, like you could read the lips and they're think in that cover four. They're Why in are cover we four? That? What are we doing? You know, what do we do? You know, right. I think that he was. Yeah, I think Parker made a mistake. Yeah. I don't think Parker was where right. he was supposed to be. Right. I think he didn't read the coverage the same way Mac did, and I always, always, always side with the quarterback on reading coverage. Um, did Parker before the snap do kind of like a confused look? Too? Someone yeah, I didn't pops see it. up. Someone yep. had 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 indicated that, and that has been an issue before. in yeah. some of these games with Parker pre-snap. Now, I know that we got lost. You know, five for one fifty-six. Great game. There's, there's still something to me missing. Now, the one thing I'll say about Parker, I'm going to give him his due because I was very critical of this. He was open. Yeah. Only one of those uh, five catches was a contested catch. Yeah. He had a beautiful, maybe the best throw that I've ever seen Mac Jones make was the throw on the back shoulder on the sideline in front of the Ravens bench. Cool. Yeah. That was a laser. Yep. That was a really good throw. The other throw, the other plays, Parker got open. So I want to, you know, I've been critical of his ability to uncover. He got open and made big plays down the field. But at the same time, I believe he has been targeted 14 times this year. He's at least he, – he's just about the same percentage to catch it, <laughs> to have it incomplete, or to have it intercepted. He's got six catches, four times intended for him were picked off, and four times incomplete. Those aren't good numbers. No. Spinning the dial there, one yeah. out of three. Not even 50-50, one out yeah. of three. <laughs> um. And then we get, you know, into what you were talking about earlier, you know, little Jordan Humphrey out there, the number of reps he's getting as opposed to Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. And, you know, what the benefit is of having Humphrey on the field as opposed to Bourne. And does that outweigh, you know, what's going on? You know, um, you know most people I've been listening to say no, that you need to get Bourne out there more. Um, they there can't be that much more of an advantage with Humphrey, you know, changing it from 12 personnel to 22 personnel, you know, <laughs> right. you know, than, than having Bourne out there, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think the numbers interesting to me is just, I think it's, it's John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, and Lil Jordan played 132 snaps combined and had six targets combined. And Bourne played what? Like, 19, 17, 17 snaps or something snaps like that. And had six targets. So, you know, not to say, oh, we'll just target those guys more. But it just I, I think it just shows you're not getting any production out of the guys you're playing. And and I also think Bourne has, like, kind of skated on the fact that he fumbled it. I know it was at the end of the game, but I still think it's significant that he put the ball on the ground and was respond. I don't know what was going on on that last interception that Mac threw where he seemed to just kind of stop and Mac just kind of threw it up. Oh, I, I mean, thought he airmailed him. I, I, I mean, it, it didn't look like they were on but the same the fumble, page at all. But like somehow you know, when just, you recover your own fumble, they don't count. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. It's, like, it's something to consider everybody that's banging the Bourne drum. Like, you know, we talk about mistakes. Like, you know, right. that's, that's something but it was, too. You know, Mis- to Mike's th- point, it was 18 snaps and five targets. Yeah. So and clearly, like, to me, if for no other reason. He likes them. Mac likes throwing yeah. to him. Well, if there's a common theme with the mistakes, it's that they're all making them. Right. Yes. You know, Good they're point. make they're all making them. It's not just one guy or one side of the ball or one position group. They're all making them. That's why it's so hard to like drill down on these issues because at the end of the day, even in that game where they maybe played 45 minutes of the game pretty solid, like, you know, overall, I mean, look, it's Lamar Jackson. I know he's going to make some plays, but you know, you just are now I'm getting to the point where I just don't know how different this season is from the last two seasons. Like what 
the last three seasons, like what's really been all that different between these teams? Like right now, they all kind of seem similar to me that when it goes great, it's a crappy team. They're going to shoot themselves. Yeah, we're going to we're going to handle them. But anytime there's a team with a pulse lately, we we can't get out of our own way. We get bad starts. We're making, you know, it's, it's the mistakes. And that's the recurring issue that until they clean up, what else really matters when you're going to throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter? Like you're going to lose every game with that. Right. You get four turnovers in the second half, probably going to lose the game. But. I think just as um, just as worth mentioning is like just sort of forget the turnovers. It's it it just seems like it's a different pattern all the time when they lose, and that to me can be harder to fix. You know, so this game, the offense, I thought this was the best offensive game that they've had. Like in three, it's only three games, but I thought this was the best they moved away at over yeah. four hundred yards. You know, twenty six points. You know, it's not like they're you know the the 07 Patriots, but twenty. You know, I'll take twenty six points. Most games, yeah, you should have a chance. To and win. they might have hit thirty. You know, if they hadn't had the turnovers, easily. You know, sure. Yeah, no, but I'm just I'm just sort of looking at it. So they score a touchdown, like they, you know, and Fred was on this. We talked about it Sunday in the post game. They got the double score, the old school double score, right? So they score coming out of the locker room, and and, and take the the twenty to fourteen lead, and they go right down the field. 75 yards right down the field, yep. and it's 21-20. You know, like, you, you get a stop there, and I think there was a third and five early in that drive now you that Duvernay caught a crosser for, like, 20 right. yards. That's when you like bury now them. Now you have a chance, 20 to, 20 to 14, we have the ball. I don't think the Patriots had the ball with the lead in the game. I don't think they ever had the ball in the lead. Right. Because every time they took the lead, they coughed it right up. That's yeah. not like that's not the kind of complimentary football that twenty years yep. of dominance was built upon, and this is what you know. I had nothing to do with turnovers. It had nothing to do with those kind of things. Just like we lined up, we had a juncture in the game that was important. We all know Bills taught us this many times. There's a hundred and twenty plays in the game. There's only a handful of them that truly impact the game, and it seems like those plays are not going the Patriots' way more often than not. Yeah. And then the sneaky injury was Lawrence Guy. It's I mean, huge. I don't know. He's got a shoulder, which, you know, I don't know how bad it is, but you need him. It's Even with Green Bay, you think Aaron Rodgers, you think throwing. No. That's not the case. Yeah. No, they like to run. Yeah. They, they like to run. They choose Aaron Jones, to run. Aaron Jones is a good runner. Um, you know, Rodgers isn't putting up points. Yeah. I mean, that last game with uh, 14 to 12. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a, another another thing that, you know, and listen, the second half, it, it there's this notion defensively. I'm going to, you know, I, I've been saying a lot of good things about the Patriots. I thought they did a lot of things well, and, you know, unfortunately the mistakes killed them. There's this notion that the Patriots played really well defensively in the first half and then it all fell apart in the second. It's not true. They played bad in the first half and just a lot worse in the second half. Um, and with Lawrence Guy, they averaged 6.2 yards a carry, by the way. 10 carries for 62 yards in the first half. And that includes a, a one rush for minus four for Devin DuVernay, which doesn't have anything to do with the front. That was a, a jet sweep that they sniffed out. So I think they missed Lawrence Guy. I think that was a big, a big absence. The bigger problem to me is we still got a linebacker issue. Yeah. We right. still got a well, linebacker issue. But, again, I think that's, it's a Lamar thing, too. Like I just The Ravens are so unique. Mac, Mac Wilson was in a blender the whole game. Yep. He didn't know where to look. They're all their misdirection stuff. He's going the wrong way. Jawan Bentley, unfortunately, same kind of thing. I, I, I mean, I think I think Lawrence Guy actually and and Godshaw played pretty well, at least at their points. But it didn't really matter. 
because they've got, you know, they're pulling two guys from one side of their line, and Lamar's kind of just picking his hole, and you've got second-level guys who can't read through it. Now, this, like, I don't think that there's maybe 10 teams in the league that have the guys that can do that, but the Patriots certainly, but they, they don't have them right now. But this is a team that really was all about Lamar running the ball. And they got and they got well with other guys running the ball in this game. And I agree with you. I think that it, the performance dropped off after Lawrence Guy left. So like it was better when Lawrence Guy was in there. They couldn't stop anything once he left. Yeah. Um. So that that's a that's a significant issue. And I agree with and his, also his point about Mac Wilson is dead on too. I mean, also the style that Baltimore was showing was different in the second half. Yeah, well, I think they, they, they started they, going was, to well, Lamar. I think he was pulling it I mean, more in the second what, right. half. And that's the other thing. If you had told me he was going to get 100 yards, I would have said he did a great job of getting out of the pocket and making plays on passing down. Well, yeah. these were designed They were all designed no, runs. I, I, almost, I, all, almost all of them were designed runs. Yeah. I think Jonathan Jones provided some clarity yesterday. He said they kind of came out and they were spread and they weren't really running it at first and we had some success about it. But as soon as they kind of went to the read option with the quarterback and they started putting the fullback on and they're pulling linemen with him, you know, it's that combination of power with the speed of Lamar, and it's just – it's devastating. And, they, I mean, there were just so many times where it looked like, oh, they should have this snuffed out, and he's just so good yeah, that he just weaves through everybody, you know. It's, it's a different animal. And uh, the other thing is two things that stood out to me. Number one is this is like this point about like, yeah, they started off with – yeah. And, and, again, this is like why I still think Belichick is one of the best, if not still the best coach in football, because they're almost always ready to do that. Then what happens when the other team says, okay, if we just do this and this, they won't be able to – and and they're overwhelmed because I think the other team was better. Yeah. The other thing that really stood out to me was Patrick Ricard was yep. absolutely – did you yep. see that clip on Judon? Oh, my God, some of the blocks he was yeah. he was throwing down. Yeah. He's a he's a house. He's yeah. a house. I mean, Andy Hart. Andy Hart. Loves was, him. Oh, is that his a, new one? Is that well, his new one? Well, just fullback. Any fullback. He, has a, he probably had a tear in his eye watching some of those so. clips. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you guys are right. I think that they said – we don't have to do it that way. We can just line up and do it this way. And they had some success with Hill. Uh, Dobbins didn't have good numbers, but I thought he gave them a little bit of a lift coming off of a year-plus absence. They ran the ball with their running backs better than they have in any game so far. Now, on the flip side, it looks like their defense is kind of what it was in the fourth quarter because they had problems. And yeah. here's where I want to talk about the play calling and stuff. We're critical of some individual play calls. I'm going to give the Patriots offense some credit here in their game plan. They clearly said we're going to attack the third and fourth corners. We're not going to make a living attacking Marlon Humphrey and, and Marcus Peters. And they got Humphrey, I mean, uh, Parker matched up against their third string cornerback, and they, they really won that battle. From, it was, uh, I think it was Justin Armour Davis mm-hmm. who started the game, and then he left. Uh, and they put a couple other guys on him, uh, Stevens, I think, and Williams. And those guys, you know, Parker was getting open against those guys, and that's the matchup that they tried to exploit. And you didn't see a whole – I mean, maybe it would have been different with, if Myers had played. Maybe they still would have just gone to Myers. But give the, right. give the Patriots coaches credit. They searched out a matchup, and they found one that was to their benefit. Yeah, and I thought Stevenson had a good game. I oh, mean, Stevenson was solid. Listen, yeah. there's plenty of bright spots in the game. It's just that the mistakes just killed them. Yep. They, you know, killed the bright spots. You know, it's like, why are we talking about a good game by Stevenson when, you know, down the stretch they couldn't, they couldn't get it done? Yeah. But, but he had a good game. Obviously, we talk about Parker having a good game. I think the O line may have regressed a little bit. Yeah, they. I think they you struggled know, too. I think in the run game they played okay. See, that's why I thought Stevenson was so good. Yeah, 
I thought Stevenson got a lot of that on his own. Yeah. Yeah, tough tough day for Cole Strange against yeah. Calais Campbell, who, yeah. of course, has been destroying people for over a but, decade But, you know, now. Paul, I mean, what is going on with the linebackers? I mean, why – Uche, what's he doing out there? I, I mean, I, five snaps. I don't hear his name. Uh, he, he's, he's back down to, like, you know, like very specific duty. Third and long. You know, um, you know Bentley, I, I mean, he's an okay player, but he's, he's not – Dante Hightower. Yeah, I, I, like, know, I like him. I do. I, I, mean, I like I, him too, I, but like he's not hes not going to like win you Defensive Player of the Year anytime soon. You no, know? no. He is what he is, and, and I think it's a little bit exposed against a guy like Lamar Jackson. But, you know, I think some of the stuff we've talked about in the shows over the last couple of years was like, oh, against Baltimore, you need a guy like Uche. Or you need a mobile middle linebacker right. like Mac Wilson. You know, like right. you're saying these are the prototypes that you need to deal with these kind of teams. And then Uche doesn't even really play. And then, you know, Mac Wilson looked like the and, years and, in Cleveland and, against Baltimore. And before the game, you know, like Mia Culpa, I said, you know, this could be a good game for Mac Wilson to show off that speed, at least stay in the vicinity of Lamar when he oh, runs. Yeah. And like you said, he was in a blender. He didn't know which way to go. And now we find out why Mac Wilson was available, yeah. you know, because he's not consistent. And, you know, instinctually, maybe he doesn't always make the right decision on every play, you know. That's you know you we laugh at people like Zach Thomas who were like tackle machines. He made up for not having the physical ability with his speed and his instincts. Mm-hmm. He just had a nose for the ball. Um, you have to have that if yeah. you're not a big linebacker. You know you have to be able to make the first move, your the right move, or else you're going to be out of the play. Yeah, I think it was I think it was a good job by the Ravens too, recognizing a guy like Jabril Peppers paying a lot. I think, you know, I know he is my one of my guys, but he's another one that's in there with the struggle bus. They missed group. Uh, they I missed mean, Ducker. Just, they, they missed Ducker's tackling ability. But, they ran but, right I, out. And I know, you know everyone says it and it's true, but man, if you miss one guy, I mean, if that's what your defense is, then you don't really have a solid defense. Right. Yeah. You, you know, know, and it's like there's been, there was a lot of snickering about Buffalo. Oh, well, I guess they're not going to go 17 and up. They lost six starters. And, and they, and they, like five and they played tremendous off. defensively. <laughs> right. And they hung in there. Like yeah. one of the touchdowns they allowed was a strip sack inside the five. Yeah. They really only allowed 14 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's but why Dor- Dorsey, too. the OC, oh, was. Oh, God. 500 he, to 200. Yeah. yeah he was so him. upset after the because he knew it was a game they should have had. I right. Mean, I mean, come yeah. on. But I think they might, they might, like, sometimes there's too much. And they, I think by the end of the game, they were down 13 starters. Now, I don't know how many of those guys are going to be projected to come back. I know that Micah Hyde will not. Um, th- yeah. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of injuries to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. I'm sure there's a lot of micro topics that we haven't touched on that you want to, so here's your chance. Uh, we'll start off with the ace ticket hotline. We'll go to Brandon in Oregon. What's up, Brandon? Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing today? Okay. Pretty good. Right on. Hey, so I got a little game for you guys. It's, it's kind of hypothetical, but I think you guys have some fun with it. Um, I don't really know. I don't remember off the top of my head what the cap situation was like a few years ago. But like Paul says, the cap is crap, so let's just play along here. Um, okay. So when Stafford was available, when the Lions traded him, I believe that was the year that we signed Cam Newton in the offseason. So... Would you guys rather the Patriots have given up what the Rams gave up to get Stafford? I believe it was two ones and a two or whatever the draft picks were. 
you think we would be better off right now had we acquired Stafford at that time or if things played out just how they have? Well, if right now maybe they would be better with Stafford, but not long term. I mean, the Rams were in a completely different position than the Patriots. They were they had the the ingredients. They just needed the quarterback. So I, I and I they would, made a good decision. I would tend to agree with Fred, but I need to have a definition of long term. Well, like the next five to ten years. Uh, then I'd rather have Stafford. Okay. Because I don't think yeah, that's, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback in five to ten years. So. Okay. I, I I tend to agree. I think that with Belichick being towards the end, I think picking up a veteran quarterback like that would have given us a better chance to win before Bill retired. Yeah, but but Fred's no right. The Rams were yeah the the Rams were ready to win with good quarterback play. Yeah. I'm not sure that 100%. I'm not sure last year's Patriots team was in a similar yeah, spot. Yeah, like in other words, if you insert Stafford onto the team as it was, would you have a chance? Yeah, I think they might have won a, a couple more games oh, and yeah. they certainly would have been more dangerous. Yeah. Like yeah. going to Buffalo, yeah. let's just say it played out the same. Going to Buffalo with Stafford would have given you much more of a chance than with Matt. Yeah, you would have only lost yeah. by 15 points instead of 30. Probably if yeah. your defense played the same. Exactly. No, I'm only kidding. No, if your defense played the same, yeah, I, yeah, I mean I don't I would agree. I'm not saying we would have won a Super Bowl the last couple of years if we had Stafford instead. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just think right now, this season, and obviously the, the team, the makeup of the team would be totally different than it is. So, well, like I said, it's hypothetical. But I just think we this year, next year, and maybe even the one after that, we'd be in such a better place to win. Oh, um, I got one more thing. I, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, Paul, this, this this is, you know, you just said the linebackers are still crap. Dude, this is what you've been asking for. We finally got rid of Hightower, finally got rid of Collins, finally got rid of all these guys that you said sucked and were too old. And th- this is what you're, you're, you're putting a lot of words in my mouth. <laughs> I don't think I said anybody no, well, sucked, and, and I don't think I said that the linebackers now are crap. I said they were a problem on, on Sunday. Like, I thought Mike did a good job of explaining Mac Wilson was, quote, in a blender. Um, he had he had some struggles, I yeah. And just because I didn't want the old guys that they had, I didn't suggest not replacing them at all was the answer. I thought they would get one in the draft. I thought you know maybe you, you go out and get something other than a cast off, in 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 Mac Wilson and a guy coming off a torn ACL in Raquan McMillan. Like I I wanted to do more at the position than that. And I think it speaks volumes that they had Jamie Collins back in for a workout last week. Like they're obviously yeah, exactly. yeah. they're obviously wondering uh, where they're going to get, but he, I just don't think it would have looked all that much better with Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy on Sunday. No, well, I wonder, that, that's no. where I would. I mean, sort I of wonder say. you would have been heavier up front, and if it if it would have, you know, I I have to go back and look at the 2020 game. But does that and give it, you more stout play up front? I mean, I know Hightower is out, but you know, what I mean, like maybe if you had to do it over, you're playing a little bit more yeah, and you, big guys and up you front. You can do this, safeties in Deuce, the box. I know you can do and this. It, what it, was the biggest difference between the 2020 game and Sunday? Weather. Thank you. I was hoping to get him a little more worked up than he actually got. No, but I like uh, you. I like you, so I don't get worked right. up. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate the call. Go Ducks. Uh, speaking of guys we like, Eldred's in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing today? Good. Good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little optimistic, but then again, I'm not. What? Uh, Deuce. Stop it. Uh, I heard you on the post game, man. Yeah. And you was wondering why they didn't target tight ends and this and that. I'm going to throw it again. They might be good at calling plays right now, but they're not really good at architecting people in the right spot. Yeah. They, they haven't learned how to do that yet. And as far as the talent-wise, that's the problem, too. But, like I said, it is what it is. And I, I'm just wondering why y'all didn't put McCourty on the bad list Sunday. How he let uh, 
Yeah. What's it called? Catch that pass or from? Uh, Only I do run. We talked about their coverage of tight ends, but we probably yeah. should have specifically mentioned that. Yeah, because he's part of that. Yeah, I didn't kill yeah, him for the touchdown. Right there, he just I thought he got torched on the touchdown, and the only was oh, Andrews the, ran right by. He him. was only in the in the play because the throw was underthrown. Right there. Right. Yeah, he was there when the ball came down, but Andrews was behind him. Andrews, I give Andrews. Right, you saw at at the goal line. You're going by the the catch. The catch is exactly how you're describing. At the goal line, Andrews ran right by him. He was wide open, and he missed him, Uh, and he got away with it because Andrews made the good catch. Okay. Yeah. Well, but that's about it. But uh, I hope Matt gets better. And uh, like I said, I'm just I'm just here. All right. Like I said, Melvin, I'm coming for my steak dinner. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thanks, Eldred. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Connecticut. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how you doing? Good. Are you in a zoo? It sounds like you got wild <laughs> animals behind you. Oh, hello? Oh, he's very hurt by that. I think he might have gotten eaten. <laughs> what happened? Aaron. Burp. Aaron. He was in he's the gone. T- so t- this week, Braden th- was in the backup. <laughs> I, I'm, Tiger King. I think we're going to need an update from Connecticut. I think <laughs> something right. happened. Is yeah. There a zoo there? It's a little too close to the cage. <laughs> All right. Um, lots of emails coming in, too, but we'll take a break. Um, when we come back, more of those emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
The outcome of the game, secondary right now. Just because their quarterback, Mac Jones, Jones injuring and appeared the lower left leg. Jackson is back. Pressured by Wise. Has him at the car. Oh, the shirt tail. Finally brings him down. Snap to Jackson out of the gun. Stands in. Pressured and brought down. Wise has another sack. He's having a hell of a year, man. Down 10-7. Jackson takes the head high snap. Hands it off to Duvernay. Runs to the left. Goes back. And Dietrich Wise forces him wide and behind. And he loses yardage back to the 21. I mean, it's unbelievable right now how well he is playing. The snap to Jackson, a shovel pass underneath, a juggle and a catch by Andrews, what who walks call, in. What a call. Mark Andrews with a touchdown, Baltimore. Jackson again all by himself in the backfield with a third down and 16. Takes the snap in the pocket, pressured up the middle, flings it downfield, intercepted. Oh. Jonathan Jones has it, rising across the 40, runs right to the 35, upfield to the 31 as he's taken down. Shotgun snap to Mack. He looks to the middle. He's going to run it left. He's going to run it for a touchdown. Patriots have the lead. Jackson takes the snap. A blitzer coming up the middle. Back foot throw to the end zone for Andrews. And he brings it down over Devin McCourty. Touchdown, Baltimore. And now you've got a second down attempt for the pass from the 35. Shotgun snap back to Jones. Stands in, stands in, fires down the middle. That pass is caught by Bourne. He's tackled in the open field at the 43. And the Patriots take their final timeout with eight seconds to go. Short motion by Humphrey. One receiver left. Snap back to Jones. He stands alone. He throws it to the near side. Catch by Bourne. Runs to the near sideline. Gets out of bounds with one second to go. The Cardona snap to Bailey is low. He gets it down. Folk delivers the kick. High to the uprights. It is good. Excellent job by Jake Bailey on a low snap. And the Patriots are on the board to draw within one at the break. On the field goal by Folk. Takes a low snap. Backs up. Stands in. Throws a long ball. Down the left side for Devontae. There's a flag. He leaps. He makes the catch. And he brings it down at the Baltimore 37. Two receivers plus a tight end wide to the right. Parker to the left. Mack drops back. Slides up. Fires for Parker. Back shot. Yeah. Makes the catch. And a toe tap Whoa. for the two. First and goal to go. What a throw by Mac Jones. The snap again. Cut to the right. Harris into the end zone with a dive. And a touchdown. Patriots. That's the way you counter right there. Great drive to start the third quarter. Card in motion right, a give to Hill, runs it to the right, goes up the field, through a big hole, across the 30, 25, cut left to the 20, 15-10, lowering the shoulders, and he is tackled at the 5. Now second to go to go, Jackson turns, play thing, he's looking to throw, and he slings one into the end zone, caught by Oliver, another tight end with a touchdown for Baltimore. The snap to Jackson, backs up, throws a lot, back right corner for Duvernay, and he brings it down inside the pylon for a touchdown. They went right after Miles Bryant, a touchdown for the Ravens to increase the lead. That's a gorgeous throw, absolutely gorgeous throw by Jackson. Jones drops back to the play thing, rolls into the pocket, moves up, fires downfield, picked off. A sliding interception as he was looking for Devontae Parker, but did not see it appears. Finds the linebackers, and the Ravens with a takeaway. Killer. Takes the snap, fakes it to Stevens and looks to throw it. Mack moves up, he's in trouble. Jones running left, finds. Johnny Smith is an outlet, and he 
and create an opportunity for Smith to make the catch against Chuck Carr. The snap of the give, Ramondre lowers the shoulder, hits to the end zone. Right up the gut, touchdown Patriots. Flexes out Stevenson to the right. Jones takes the snap, throws it to Stevenson. He's swarmed under, doubles, tosses it to Jones. He catches it, he hits to the end zone with a dive. He's in for the two-point conversion. Jackson fake to Duvernay. Jackson in the pocket. He's chased by Godshaw. Rolls left. Flips it downfield. Finds Bateman. And the ball is knocked loose. Go. It's fumbled. Picked up by Jabril Peppers. Runs it up the middle of the yeah. field across the 40. New England has a takeaway of its own here in the second half. Takes the snap. He backpedals. He's pressured. Throws a lot to the end zone for Parker. That ball's intercepted by Humphrey in the back corner of the end zone. So the Ravens gave it away. Then they took it away. Jones takes the snap, stands it, throws down the middle, gets caught by Aguilar, runs away to the 45-40, falls back free from behind by Humphrey, and falls to the near side. It is picked up by Marcus Peters. Did he recover in bounds? He did. Jackson works from the gun with Hill to his right. He takes the head high snap, he takes inside, he runs it to the right side, Jackson across the five, hit at the waist, but he dives in for the score. Touchdown Baltimore. Jones waits on the snap. He'll get off another play. He drops back in the pocket. He throws one to the right seam and misses four and finds Marcus Peters. He slides with an interception for Baltimore. And Jones is hurt. And Matt Left Jones knee. is hurt. He's hopping off the field on his right foot, unable to reach the far sideline before Jim Whalen, the Patriots trainer, comes out to meet him there. A meaningless chuck and duck play. As Lamar Jackson takes the final knee, to seal it for Baltimore by the 37-26 score. But yep, the outcome of the game, secondary right now in terms of the state of the Patriots because their quarterback, Mac Jones, hit on his last throw resulting in an interception. Glass Campbell coming down on his left leg. Jones injuring it here at the lower left leg, hopping off the field. And so, hold our breath and yep. hope for the best case scenario. Right, that's the mashup. Is it the Matt Morell or the Matt LePan mashup this week? LePan. I want to give LePan credit. Good mashup. It's tough to do in a loss, you know. Yeah. A little tougher, you know. You know what also is tough? Driving with bad tires. That's why you need to listen to this. Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and a proud sponsor with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. So, you know, the, it took, the ad took a little bit of a curve. It starts out with Bridgestone, but then it turns you to Sullivan. The, the main thing is get your Bridgestone tires at Sullivan Tire. You walked so. them right into it. They didn't know what they were, what they were in for. What right. is this useful information which Fred is sharing with us? Ah, yes. I might have to go get some tires soon, I think. Yeah. You start to get – you start to – starting to look a little worn down maybe. Yeah. There's like a penny thing you can do. You yeah. put the penny in, and if it gets up to his chin or something, or it doesn't get up to his chin, then you have to replace yeah, before him. Before the winter, you got to keep an eye on that. Something like put that. Put the snow tires on. Put the chains on. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. No. No. They've got tires for everything. Yep. 
All right, uh, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Um, let me see. There was one email that I wanted to read. Oh, there's a lot of emails. Um, Paul, oh, yeah. This is from Sean. He says he's from Melbourne, Australia. Finally caught up on last week's show, and while I usually agree with Paul, had to call him out a little for not allowing the advice you guys always give of looking at what they do and not what they say. Thursday, Paul said 50-50 contested catches isn't what Bill likes to do, but for about five years now, that's what they've been searching for. Just look at the resources they've given up to find guys that do that. 2018 trade a fifth rounder for Josh Gordon, who looked like he ran with a piano on his back but was a contested catch guy. 2019 first-round pick for Harry, while we never really saw him do it, that's what he was meant to be, and 2022 traded a third-rounder for Parker. To me, that looks like you're chasing exactly that type of player and giving up those resources to get a player that you're probably aiming for that to be a big part of your offense. I love Paul retorted. I'm just waiting for him to get that Friday. Uh, the email is absolutely <laughs> right. He's absolutely right. My point that I was I was trying to make last week and um, – just that I just can't imagine that Bill in his heart of hearts thinks that that's good. I but, I mean, I he's absolutely right. That this is the kind of guy they've been looking for. I love emails like this that connect the dots in a way that I didn't really think about before. And I, I think he's right. And I don't, and I don't and I, to, to echo Paul, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. It just doesn't seem what their bread and butter it, was. It isn't. But other than, like, isn't that what we're seeing on all the highlight films week after week on all the teams? It's these guys making contested catches. I mean, I like seeing the guys who are running away from everybody. (laughs) That's what I see week after week. I see that too, but I I see these contested catches guys all, you know. But I'm not telling you you don't see any contested catches. I'm telling you what I I see highlights of and the good teams. Like, Jamar Chase isn't a contested catch guy, you know. Tyreek Hill, I mean, while he can make make those kinds of plays – what you see more often are these streaks across the field. Justin Jefferson, not a contested catch oh. guy. Like, the guys that I want. But there's only a handful of those great guys. Are you know? It, really? Only a handful of those, huh? Yeah. I yeah, like 10. I think there are more good receivers in the league now than maybe ever before. Just like I think quarterback play is getting better and better. I think it's like the thing where they ask Mac about like you know RPOs and stuff, and it was one of those responses you hear a lot where well you can't major in it, you can't, and that's how I feel about contested catches. Like I like RPOs. It's a They're nice, cool. it's a nice piece to have down in the red zone, but I I I, I don't get it. Good email, good email. Yeah, really good email. Uh, Mail Ma'am in Maine on. says I have much more confidence in Brian Hoyer as quarterback after learning that his name is actually Axel. 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 No, it's Axel, Mr. Foley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get we'll get a look. I mean, and Paul and I, we should say we, um, you know, we shot the TV show yesterday, and we talked a little bit about that Kansas City game. A little bit of uh, you know tough circumstances for Brian Hoyer in that one with Cam getting COVID, you know, and but but they moved the ball pretty well. I mean, it was balanced. It wasn't all Hoyer. I mean, it, I don't think he exactly lit it up through the air, but you know, it was just the mistakes that we pointed out before the halftime. The you know taking a sack with no timeouts, you know, costing you in a six three game, costing you a field. So goal. listen to what we're talking about. That's going back now three seasons. 2020, same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a total train wreck. Like, they moved the ball and then made crippling mistakes, whether it be a turnover, taking a sack in field goal range at the end of the half and having the clock run out. Um, You know, is that like, well, if we can just avoid these mistakes, we can win. Or, yeah, that's true. But more than likely, you're not going to avoid those mistakes because this is kind of what you are. That's what I think everybody is wrestling with right now. 
Um, and that was a horrible situation for Hoyer to have to go into. Not only, At least this week, he gets the whole week to prepare, my guess. I think he's probably going to have the whole week to prepare. That week, he found out as they were traveling, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what was that? well, you know, Fred, you were there, yeah, right? I, I, I hit the ground in Kansas City and found out the game had been delayed. Hey, fellas, and they where played, are you? Did they play it Monday night? Didn't it be yeah, a Monday night? Yeah, they ended up playing Monday night. It was supposed to be a Sunday night, right? Uh, yeah. And they, they played test, Monday night. They yeah. tested everybody Monday morning, and then they flew them out, right. and then they literally went from, like, the airport to It was the, just a mess. It was a mess. What a mess. What a mess. Uh, cool. Let's get back to the ace ticket hotline. Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's going on, gentlemen? Hey. Hey, Patty. That mashup, I tell you what, like made me relive the end of the game. I didn't, Ooh. I had no idea Mac was hurt. Um, TV didn't get it until after off. the break. Yeah, as soon as he picked, as soon as he picked up, he got picked off. I threw it on Red Zone, and Red Zone actually showed the the replay of him getting hit by Calais Campbell. I know they didn't show it on the live TV feed. Um, but I'll tell you what, like so far, just through three games. I don't. I can. I can live with him throwing a few picks here and there. If he's being aggressive and and throwing the ball, trying to throw the ball downfield, that's one of the things I wanted to see him do this year. But that that pick in the end zone on on third down. I mean, you gotta you gotta know what the situation is. You gotta try and right. at least come away with three points there. I agree, and, Patty. The two picks. The, the last one I'm gonna I'll blow off because that's garbage time. Yeah. The the two picks that yeah. were killers. Neither one of them was like trying to make a play downfield. It's a bad decision on the first one, bad route, bad communication, whatever you want to call. And then he just didn't see the linebacker on the other one. But that wasn't a deep throw. You know, that, that, like that, those are unfortunate. Unfortunate plays. Kill, and then they're really killing the offense. Yeah. Thanks, Patty. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Flint, Michigan. What's up, Aaron? Hey, hey what's going on, guys? Hey, Aaron. Um, I wanted to talk about I think either Paul, you brought it up, or it was Rodney Harrison on one of these analyst shows. Paul, but Rodney Harrison. Matt Jones doesn't take the underneath route, does he? He doesn't do the dink and dunk thing, huh? He's not. He, he has done it. He not, has. Yeah. That, that I mean, was, that's all he did I, against Miami. Yeah, true. This I game, I thought he was getting the ball downfield more often. I think that's why people thought there were flashes of this was the best game he's played. I heard more than one person on the radio yesterday say that was the best game that Mac Jones has played. Well, I've also heard that was the best this and season. worst case. That's what I said. Worst yeah. game that he ever had. That's, yeah. that's last year. Yeah. I yeah. forget what called it his best game ever. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that he doesn't think a, a game that he threw no touchdowns and three picks was his best game. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah, Cleveland or San Diego. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, I, I would say this game, he probably missed the most open, I wouldn't say receivers, but tight ends. Because they were all underneath when he was forcing it downfield. I mean, we, we took the reward, but I think on the pit, he had men open underneath, his tight ends open underneath. But I, I don't know. Maybe that was the game agenda or something. But yeah, I wish he would take the dink and dunk because it, 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 it won us a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's going to be dink and dunk more often than not. I wouldn't worry about that. And I wanted to bring up one more play to see if anybody else noticed it. But, like, I understand Lamar Jackson is fast, but it was one critical play. I don't know if it's when he scrambled for all those yards and zigzags or if it's when he scrambled and completed a pass for a first down. But, uh, God, y'all, he broke through the line and, and just 
Like, he just wanted to run upfield like he got a sack and was going to celebrate. He just complete. I mean, he didn't – I don't know if he didn't see Lamar Jackson, but he made zero attempt at trying to tackle him. Did anybody else notice that play? I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, not off the top of my head, but, I mean, I think it sums it up with what it is Lamar. And, and I'm sure – and it seems like the defense was being told to keep him in the pocket and, you know, not rush past him. And so you can understand why Godshaw might have been – you know, second-guessing himself a little bit when he gets, you know, a free shot at him. But he wasn't the only one to miss him. I mean, all, all those guys, I think, missed him at Uche. some point. Had a, yeah. Had one yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Aaron, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Are uh, you surprised they they blitzed as much as they did? After yeah. he, he had such a good uh, game against the blitz against Miami, and they came back and blitzed a, a lot again. I was a little surprised at that. Were they blitzes or just sending guys from different areas? Blitzing. They were actual blitzes? Yeah, according to next-gen stats, uh, they okay. blitzed the highest percentage of the yeah. week or something like that. It said 50%. Over 50% uh, in the yeah. first half, yeah. right? I don't know. Uh, let's go to Steve in Boston. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. So I uh, just wanted to bring to your attention that the spread's actually up to 10 and a half now. Well, okay, so it is. is so that's okay. So that and, that uh, does that's more of an indication. Okay, yeah. The last I had yeah, seen, well, it went from six and a half to eight, and so if it's yeah, up to so ten and a half, now that that's moving like you would year. think with a backup quarterback. Okay, yeah, well, good. The line to give early in the year, and then like the line for that week doesn't come out till after the game. So I don't know if we know if there's a movement. Right. No, you 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 are definitely correct. The actual line for the game would be after the games of week three. What if we over? find out it went up because they found out Mac is, in fact, going to play? <laughs> I, I'll just tell you, if Mac played, it wouldn't, I don't think it would move. I really don't. Well, you got one guy, a guy on one leg. Correct. You know, yeah. Malpractice. Yeah. Is that all, Steve? Just No, thanks for the update, though, because I, yeah. I, I, I actually meant to look that up this morning to see if it had changed at all, but I'm yeah. glad that Steve called in because you guys have much more information on that stuff than I do. Scott's a Newton. What's up, Scott? Oh. Get it off. Get it off. Why don't you just put him on hold and then look, every I, once in a while we'll check we, back in and see if he's still on. Scott, you there? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like the match theme song. So that's not him playing? That's his hold music? <laughs> that's Eric playing for him. Okay. He has no formal oh, wow. artistic training. Scott must be at work. Um, let's go back to the emails at webradio at patriots.com. Eric is from the Virgin Islands. Um, which one? You know? There's so many. Yeah. Well, there's three. Oh. Um, how much longer do we have to keep up this facade that Mac is anything more than a backup-level quarterback? No I don't know. How about a couple of years? No athleticism, bad arm, bad in crunch time, but yet that's all okay because he's incredibly smart. Uh, yet time and time again, we see him throw dumb interceptions or make dumb decisions. Is there really anything you can say to describe Mac as a quarterback that wouldn't also apply to Hoyer? Hmm. Ooh. Wow. Ah, kind of why I keep saying I don't really think there was that much of a difference. I think I think Mac's more athletic, believe it or not. He, he is. Yeah. Certainly, at this, certainly at this stage, he's more athletic. And I also thought he did a great job. Not a good job, a great job in the pocket, moving around, buying time, trying to make plays the other day. Best I've seen him in that regard. He had 31 yards rushing in that game. <laughs> like, that was by far the best I've ever seen him move. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, he comes out of it with a, a, a painful high ankle sprain. Right. <laughs> Won't be moving like that anytime soon. <sighs> uh, Paul is in Norwood. 
Unfortunately, the Patriots never got in this situation, but do you think they would have taken the field goal as quickly as possible on that final drive to cut it to a one-score game? It seems that late in the game, when a team is down between 9 and 11 points, this should be the call under most circumstances. Yeah, kick the field goal and then try to get the onsides for, for yeah. the touchdown. I think they probably yeah. would. They, they might have gotten into field goal range, taken a shot, and then if it wasn't there, yeah, right. I think they would have kicked a field goal. I think, I think well-coached teams do that a lot. In a similar situation in the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game, Pittsburgh wasted a lot of time only to end up with a field goal anyway, down nine. They completed a pass for a first down at the Cleveland 26 with 2.46 and one timeout left. In my opinion, the right call would have been to spike it and bring the field goal unit out for a 43- or 44-yard kick, then if successful, kick off and play defense. If all went well, they would have been able to utilize their timeout and the two-minute warning and force Pittsburgh to punt, getting the ball back at around the 25- to 30-yard line with about 115 left. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so tw- so I, I, I didn't see the end of this game. So he's saying... You know, you know what I just you go instead of wasting you, time you, trying you to. But he score. said two forty-five left ish. I'm rounding with up. a timeout. With a timeout for a forty-seven yard field 42 goal, forty-two or forty-three. I would have taken shots to try to get close. I I don't think that's uh, an automatic number yeah. one. Forty something is an automatic. It should be, but it's not. Let's face it. We all we've all seen these guys miss, um, and that's too much time. Like you you had time to take a take another shot now. It sounds like they wasted a lot of time because I think they got the ball back with like one for one play. Right. So I think something in between those two, the email is right. I think that not enough coaches do that. You, when you're two scores down, it doesn't have to be a touchdown first. No. You can get a field goal and then the touchdown. I mean, obviously, if time's running out, you want to have to only get three. Of course, of if six. you had an option, right. but it, it, it but does you no good. Two scores. It does yeah. you no good yeah. to to get a touchdown and an onside kick if you don't have any time to then score. Right. right. And that's like the other day when Pittsburgh got the ball back, they were on like their own 10-yard line with time for one play. They ran one of those lateral plays. They ended up being a touchdown for Cleveland, right? I think that's how that game ended. Yep. Um, let's see. Dan in Blue Earth, Minnesota, our friend from Blue Earth. Uh, what a bummer that Mac was hurt Sunday. I felt that he showed signs of growth in the offense. If Aguilar doesn't fumble – I think they score another touchdown, putting them in the 30s for the first time in a while. Even the defense showed some playmaking in key moments, giving the offense a chance to stay in the game. Going forward, what sort of special game plan will they come up with to give them a chance in Green Bay with Hoyer under center? Offensively or defensively? I, I mean, offensively, you should run the ball. I mean, I think that's... You know, but 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 probably just basically running the same offense. I don't think that there's really that many. Yeah, the, pro- the that problem with Green Bay is they have a good defense. Yeah, they have a really good defense, yeah. and they're gonna ha- and you're gonna have to stop Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the phones. We got a couple people are giving it a second t- try. Uh, Scott Newton is back on. What's up, Scott? Hey guys, how are you? Good. For a minute there, I thought that was you playing the piano, but it was your hold music, right? I mean. Do you think we just sit around waiting for you to come on the air uh, so we just listen to your on-hold music? We have nothing yeah, better to do? I, I appreciate that. I'll try to step that up. <laughs> Unless you were, like, looking for information on Mac Jones's injury. Well, Maybe you could but, come to the table with some information. Well, I'm very disappointed in Mac's performance, and I'm wondering if you guys feel the same way. He's supposed to be a cerebral quarterback. I mean, as far as having arm strength, we can debate that. I think it's pretty clear that for him to throw – 
like the pass he threw to Parker at the one yard line was a great throw, but he really needs time to step into the ball. He doesn't. He can't. You know, otherwise, he can at times look like Mark Wilson in terms of like putting a lot of ball air under the ball and maybe not get it there. But my concern is this: is like the last two games, he's made absolutely indefensible throws, but he got bailed out when the kid in Pittsburgh dropped that ball, where that game could have been lost on that play. And then two of those picks, and then the, the most egregious, I thought, would, and I don't. I'm interested in your guys' take on this. The goal line drop that could have gone the other way for a 99-yard touchdown. Yeah. Why would you call that play on first and goal at the one? When, Strange. When that defense, by the way, from Baltimore is not very good. And the next play, they, they walked in on a draw. So I guess my, my question, I'm concerned about Mac, and I'm wondering if, if you guys really believe that this guy, given his physical limitations and now the fact that he's willing to, he doesn't seem to be as, no, he's a second-year player, but he doesn't seem to be as bright throwing the ball as people think. A, what's what's your take on that? And B, what's your take on that call? What 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 could possibly find into the consideration of throwing an out pattern from the goal line when when the defense can't stop the run? Yeah, I I hated that call. I mean, I think they ran similar plays on other plays that f- fell short. I I don't know. I mean, you're you're tempting fate with the 99 yard touchdown return right there. Um, and I you know I can't really disagree with Mac. I mean, there's been some positives, and and definitely in that last game there were some positives, but. Overall, it's just, it's all gotten derailed now. I think he's going to have to come back, and he's going to have to kind of reestablish himself at some point. I don't know if that's going to be in a few weeks or if that's going to be in November or December. Um, but I, you know, I don't really, I can't really disagree with what you've been saying. That if he, if, if the mistakes, the mental mistakes are happening now, and he's turning the ball over in critical spots, I just, I, it's, it's not, it's not acceptable. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't seen it well. I don't think. Um, but I absolutely agree with you guys. Uh, I hated that call on the goal line. I mean, if you're going to call a little like play you know a hard play action you're going to leak the full back or you know a back out in the flat it's wide open easy touchdown great that clearly wasn't that right that that there was supposed to be some sort of pick play there i think they fought right through it i mean and you throw one yeah. before you see the guy open first and goal from the two. Oh, that's a bad bad play by everybody except for uh, guys do you think do you think if you know, if, let's say he comes back and he plays like this, and and they have the season that looks like they're going to, and they have a top ten pick, do you think they would look look at another quarterback? No, I don't think they would. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I don't think they would. I think the injury is huge now too. Um, but yeah, we talked about this last week, Scott. Um, if it if it <laughs> if it falls apart and you're somehow you know picking seventh next year, I don't know how you don't at least look at it. I really don't, because if it falls apart, you'd think it would be because of his play. Now, if he gets hurt, right. and that's why it falls apart, right. that's different. Right. That's totally different. Yep. I mean, guys, if you guys, the quarterback play was the difference in the game. I mean, it would have been nice if Judon had showed up and Jawan Bentley and somebody had made some tackles. But at the end of the day, the turn, they, even with how poorly the defense played, you could have won this game if you'd taken care of the ball. I mean, the throw to Parker in the end zone was indefensible. That's a guy just saying, I'm going to throw it up and hope he catches it. When, when you're in field goal range, and again, even the the play we were just talking about at the goal line was even when he's got to know as a quarterback, if the guy's not wide open, it's first and goal from the two or the one and a half. You can't make that throw. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I I, I mean, he was vis- thanks Scott. He was visibly a set on the sideline, but like if the call was that bad, then don't check out of it. You know, like. You know, get yelled at at the. I'd rather get yelled at for not running the play than throwing an interception. Do you, do you remember Paul, Paul what the um, 
what the big story, the big takeaway was after that loss to Seattle in 2020. Do you remember what we were talking about in that loss where the Patriots fought hard, but they came up short, but it was, you remember, you know what I'm talking about? With the, yeah, with that people, Cam was throwing it all, it let Cam but cook. Like people, but, but, but people felt like, <laughs> like Cam Cook. Um, what was what that, was the Seattle it? game? Yeah, well, yeah. because well, well, he, he threw a couple of passes in the second yeah, half. Not a good loss. What was the phrase that, that was tossed around a lot? Oh, that moral, 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 moral victory. Moral victory. Yeah. Moral victory. Yeah. Moral victory. Right. And it's I been a lot of that this I'm week, too. I'm all out of moral victories over the last been a lot of that this well, week, too. Moral and victory. That's, you know, and that's and that's some of like, well, we could have checked should've. out after the 12 and 4 season. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As soon as we weren't getting double digits, uh-huh. I was out. But. You know, that's uh, as much as you want to highlight some of the positive stuff. It's just, you know, at some point they've got to break the dam and they've got to start playing good football against good teams again and, 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 and giving themselves at least the opportunity to win. Like, I can handle the fact that they're a team with a second year quarterback that can't quite beat an elite team like the Ravens right now. OK, that, that's fine. Like, you know, there's a rebuild going on. That's fine. You fall a little bit short. I get it. But. That only goes so far at a certain point. You've been seeing these same kind of games over and over again when they go in and play the good teams. At what point does it turn around? And, you know, it's just – I think it's, it's not going to get any easier this week. And, and But, again, I don't know how much you really take from this game because they'd be like, well, they had Brian Hoyer in there. What do you want him to do? You know? Yeah, that's why I think it's so unfortunate in terms of the, the big pitcher to have <coughs> Mac Jones injured. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big – never have been a big fan of the moral victory uh, kind of thing unless you just have no talent and you're, you know – you're ripping it down to the studs, and you're starting over with new coach, new quarterback. You know, year one of the the process. You know, we're three years into the post Brady era. Here. If they lose to Packers 2019, is that a moral victory? No. Okay. I'm just like the, who were the Packers? Oh. They scored 14 points last week. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah, it'd be a regular like, victory. I mean, they <laughs> lost all their. You know, if they, they, they won. If they win 20 <laughs> to 19, it's a regular victory. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, I don't. I think this is a, a game that. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I don't. Put, I don't expect to see the Packers with like thirty something and the Patriots in the te- in like the low teens. Like I don't anticipate this being a blowout. No, I don't think Green Bay is that good. But I think they got enough. But I think they're better than you. I just don't think they're. You know, they're not vintage Green Bay. Devontae no. Adams is not there. Let's go to Aaron in Connecticut. Hey, Aaron, you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say I thought the sky was falling like a couple weeks ago. I am back down to earth now. I actually feel encouraged. My whole thing is I know we need some work. I know it's going to take some time for us to get back to where we used to be or a semblance of that. But my fear was are the Bills going to run this division for 20 years before we get it together again? And I don't see that happening. I think that we're making strides. We're in the right direction. Parker looked pretty good. And I I feel like – Jones looked really good too, other than when he was trying to force it to Parker. But he's a jump ball guy, so you, you that's something to expect. So, you guys, let me know if I'm right or wrong. Well, uh, yeah. you, you you are neither right nor wrong. It's, it's your your take, right? I mean, I mean it's how you well, view it. I want to know how you guys feel because, like, some, like I heard just a little earlier, you like I don't know if you want Mac Jones for five years or whatnot. Oh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't know about what you want or what you don't want. I don't think he'll be the quarterback in five years. I don't. No, no, and, and I and I don't think the picks were fifty-fifty balls either on Sunday. No, nope. <laughs> I think he threw one to a linebacker. He the last one um, he just overthrew uh, Bourne, and he threw one to the back pylon, 
expecting his guy to be there, and he wasn't. That, to me, was probably a communication breakdown. But I don't think yeah, that's no, designed to be a, a jump ball. Yeah, I know the guy just come up. I guess he just expected him to be there. Yeah. I, like you said, Parker was getting open. Parker was open in this game, absolutely. Yeah, Parker was open. So. Yeah, but the question is, like, in two years, is Parker even going to be on the team? Well, my question is, is Parker going to be open consistently? Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's all about Mac. Yep, that's what it's, it's all, all about, about Mac for the Bills. But you know? he had some deep throws, some deep outs. Like I don't know what you call those, uh, like post flat, post corners. Yeah. Something. I mean, like I don't know. He had two of them that he just perfectly dropped in, yeah. like just perfect throws, maybe thirty yards downfield. Those are the throws he can make. The ones that go like this. If you're looking, if you're looking for flashes, you saw more of them in this game than any game we've seen so far of Mac Jones. Yeah, you know. This season, for sure. But, but then he had the mistakes. But but he showed he can do things. Yeah, and I think, and I think on those throws too, when you watch him, it's you know, it's all perfect. Like he drops back, the pocket's clean. He's hitch, step, step, throw. I mean, it's all in time. It looks good. That's why I like the back shoulder you know? throw because that was just I'm gonna like let this one rip. Yeah, there's got to be timing. There's got to be pre- precision, and there's got to be some zip on the ball. You can't have like a lot of those back shoulder throws that are just like. Hanging in the air. I, yeah, and, and, and I, I got to give him some credit because I've been a little harsh on, on some of those floating. I thought some of those plays Perfect. up the middle were, had, had some good zip on it. I mean, look like a couple of throws up the middle, oh, not even like, necessarily I'll give you, I'll ones. give you an example of one. The, but, yeah. the, the one that Aguilar fumbled. Yeah. I don't know how he got that in there. Yep. Fred thought it was picked live, and I, I, I thought he was right. Yeah. And I was like, Fred, you know he's running with the ball, right? I thought that I, I didn't see it get over the defense, but it did. It was a great throw. Yep. He got it over that And those are the kinds level. of throws, you know, to your point, Fred, that you made very early in the show about they protected him last year. I don't think he would have made that throw last year. Yeah. Because he wasn't really open. Right. He right. had to force it in there. And, I, and like I said, I, you know, I'm not going to go back. Before the season, I said, just be decisive. Just be decisive. You're going to make mistakes, but it's okay. Be decisive with your throws. And I think we saw more of that on Sunday than we have. Yeah. So he, I thought he threw the ball better Sunday than he did yeah. in the first two games, but he also made more mistakes Sunday than he did in the first two games. So. Yep. Anthony writes in, I know it's silly to ask hypothetical questions about trades or moves, but so just for entertainment purposes, <laughs> would you type questions? Would you take, make the call and off Mac to San Francisco for Trey Lance? Obviously, knowing Lance is done for the season and with reports that Kyle Shanahan liked Jones at draft time. I, I really like Trey Lance coming out. I, I might. I mean, I don't I don't mean it as a shot at Mac, but I don't know. I, 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 don't I know. really did like Trey Lance and thought he fit well for how, how many years is it going to be before he's ready, though? Uh, Trey Lance. I mean, he's how here. do you know he's not ready now? Well, I mean, it took him a while and now he's going to start over here. He's going to be 30 years old, I and know. he'll start his first. No, but really how, well, so is Mac. Season since like 2019. Mac has already started his first game, and Lance has started games. Yeah, but you know what I mean. No, I don't. He started one what one game? He started games last year, and he started the season as the starting quarterback this year. Yeah, like to me, it's not about like where they are in their development. It's who you like better? Who do you like better? Who do you think? Mean, like if if Kyle Shanahan liked Mac Jones, he'd have drafted him. He drafted Trey Lance instead. Yeah. Right? Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. They had the third pick of the draft. They yeah, took Trey yeah, Lance, no, not Mac Jones. I, I, I assume he, that's he, not apparently. I, that's fact. I assume, he liked, I assume he liked him better, yeah. But the question is, who does he like now better? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> here, here's why I would stick with Mac Jones. I, this is probably a button hook for you guys. Okay. It's really got very little to do with Trey Lance's skill set. It's 
a guy who plays the way he does that just broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from that. I'm gonna stick with Mac Jones right now. Uh, also, would you unload some players for draft capital? Win Brown. Two more teams lost their left tackles this weekend. Could you play them against each other and get a decent return? So we're just like waving yeah, the flags. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over. They're, they're, At one and two, I mean, they yeah. were they were we're in week four. They were two and four last year and ended up ten and seven. It's like hmm. Mac just had his ankle wrapped around his head. Let's trade our tackles. <laughs> like what? Uh, no, now, I, 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 I listen. I'm not dismissing. I mean, I'm dismissing all of it as out of question. But I'm like Isaiah Wynn to the nine is Trent Williams out now four to six weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Isaiah Wynn to the Niners. I wouldn't. I wouldn't completely dismiss that. But I don't know what you. you for what? Yeah. It's a fifth-round pick? Uh, Jonathan Jones is a free agent at the end of this year. Deal him? I'm sure plenty of teams looking for a good, speedy veteran to help their defense also gives the Jones rookies more time to play and get a good look. I'm not opposed to that either, but that's another one that's like Jonathan Jones in a sixth or Jonathan Jones in a seventh for a sixth. Right. That's what you're getting for like those kinds of moves. Also, why on earth is Bryant still fielding punts? <laughs> oh. He's gotten a little bit of a long leash. Yeah, way longer than my guys usually get when they lose the ball. I think he knows the guys I like. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I was encouraged to see Marcus Jones get a chance to return kicks at least the other day, even though a little wiggle. They Not were all there, they were all uh, touchbacks for the most part. But I, I did like. Um, I mean, just the fact that he gave him the opportunity. I was yeah. afraid that you know he mishandled that's a couple of punts in the preseason. That was it. That's all you can ask for. What do you think of that, Freddie? I want some more athleticism. It's not a bad thing. Marcus Jones. I want to see, uh, you know, especially this Let offense. the kids play, says Paul. Let the kids play. Well, this offense, I think, needs a, you know, needs a Kick boost. Kick Needs some help. Give them a little bit of help. Uh, Bob from the Teacher's Lounge. I feel like the <laughs> Patriots fans have developed an expertise in identifying, identifying a trap game over the past 20 years. Given that we are now the trapper instead of the trapped, <laughs> am I missing the clear signs for a trap game coming up? There's definitely a trap game. Green, for Green Bay, Bay is coming off the big win in Tampa, and we're coming off the big loss. Yeah, and I mean, they're you know, young some young team. I, you know, it's funny, Paul, just watching um, watching some of the tape of Green Bay, watching there get. Just was like kind of reinforcement to me of what we've been kind of like hoping for the last couple of years, which was like just grab a couple guys in the day two of receivers, and instantly you see Dobbs and, and I mean I know Watson was Watson's hurt last been week, slow and but he's it's been like, hurt. But two guys, you know, I mean, right away you you've kind of like got some guys in the pipeline that you're like, yeah, we lost Devontae Adams, but it seems like you've got a, some guys that can play but already. We did, but we did this, like let's not kill them. Yeah, they drafted Tyquan Thornton. Oh he yeah, got hurt. I would have taken two. He got hurt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what Mike and I were really, uh, you know, focusing our draft podcast on is let's find a day two receiver or two that we really like. And Dobbs looks like legit. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, right in there. Watson dropped like a, a, a gimme touchdown. And I know you're, you're going to sit there and you're going to say, "Well, they're playing with Aaron Rodgers, like that's easy." Yeah, it is. You're you're absolutely right. But it also is a lot of pressure because he's a douche. <laughs> You know, I mean, do you see Aaron Rodgers' reaction when Watson dropped that pass that Mike is talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. No. even like in the you know, well, he dropped it like like uh, like in the press conference. Like, come on, guy! Like he, he's a kid. I, I I could see Dan Marino being more compassionate than but, that. But I'll tell you, he really wanted that game to beat Brady. To beat Brady. Yeah. Oh, that was such a relief for him to win that game. It was so weird for them too. Like, did you know how that like they got the ball? They went touchdown, touchdown, and then fumbled inside the one. Yeah. 
Then in the second half, they, forgot could, how to they play couldn't football. move the ball. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. And then Brady couldn't move it the whole game, and then he gets him down there. They score. And now that is – Can't really get off a two-point conversion. We, we talked about Green Bay's defense. That's a really good defense, too. Uh, Tampa's defense is, is healthy. Last year it wasn't. Um, so that's a big difference. Yeah, I was watching them. I, you know, I – I really like uh, the guy from Michigan. What's his name up front? Um, uh, Rashawn Gary. I mean, he's, t- oh, yeah. he's tough. He's stout. He's kind of one of their guys. Yeah, Devondre Campbell has uh, gotten a lot of ink for them, too. Um, Quay, Walker. Quay Walker's Quay Walker's playing, playing, playing a, a little bit. Yeah, yep. it, uh, like they play more of a, like an old-school 3-4, Freddie. Yeah. So Pretty good, Paul. What? <laughs> I, like, I like when you talk schemes. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking in, the, in generic schemes. I'm not putting anybody to sleep by talking about you know the uh, the over under shade and you know the five technique. I don't. No one wants to hear about that. Careful, because uh, I got I, that'll we, be tomorrow. We caught some flack on uh, on Twitter today, Paul. This morning, somebody said uh, when you and I when you and I try to talk schemes, it's exhausting. I agree. Wow. I totally agree. Who 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 tweeted that? Some guy. Evan Lazar. Some guy. <laughs> I don't know. I totally agree. That that letters not, letters sponsor numbers. Greg Bedard. <laughs> that is the greatest criticism that I've ever received. And I receive a lot of them. Uh, Just go on that YouTube channel and watch them making fun of me eating that pizza last week. Russell in Arkansas, is it too late to ask Tom to come back? On a more serious note, if Hoyer somehow looks good on Sunday and ends up running the offense better than Mac, what does that say about Mac? Also, I saw this morning that Kenny Galladay is potentially being shopped around. No Would you thanks. trade for him? I mean, he has to be better than Bourne, and he maybe gives you another outside receiver option. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I think we're all kind of expecting it not to look that all that much different from what it looked like with Mac. I mean, it, it looked okay with Hoyer. He very limited snaps this summer. I mean, it was almost like bizarre about how little he would, you know, and get it, like an interstitial period, and yeah. then that was it. Um, you know, so I, I think the question we talked about at the top was valid. Of like, well, what are they doing? What is this offense? But. I think you could say if it was some kind of offshoot or you know held a lot in common with one of the offenses that Brian Hoyer ran elsewhere, that maybe it would look better. You know, maybe at least I think Paul's thing, which I like, is you know at least initially out of the gate as they as they know what he can do and other teams aren't quite sure yet. And you know you play to Hoyer's strengths and and you know hopefully he does what he didn't do in Kansas City, which is just give your team a chance to win. Don't throw the killer interception. Hand the ball off. Take the easy plays. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked if the first game or two, he, he maybe moves the ball, maybe looks a little bit more comfortable than Mac. He will have stretches, assuming he plays, which I you think know, but is I, a safe assumption. He will have stretches where the offense looks good. But I mean, I, he, he knows how to play football. He had stretches back in his career where he yeah, pulled Cleveland. off some wins and yep. he did pretty well. But he's 0-11 in his last starts. You know, Ooh, that's not good. So, you didn't know that one, huh? I didn't hear that yeah. one yet. You weren't exhausted I, with I that I didn't stat? get past the 2020. <laughs> yeah, he's 0-11. Yeah, he's yeah. O- last 11 starts, he's 0-11. Um, physically, he just doesn't have it. Mentally, I think that's why he's in the league. Because he's a smart quarterback who can be a good sounding boy for the starter. Oh, Mac. Oh, Mac. oh, Hoyer. Hoyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so you know. Wise guy. Fred. Got to watch him. I know he's on the edge. He's a sneaky, wise guy. He's, no, but, he, but right now, in particular, he's in a, yeah. he's in a dark place. He's volatile. I am. He's, he's in a volatile. dark place. I, I would tune in probably. Losing, let's see. Losing hope. Seven. I tune in around uh, seven forty-five, eight o'clock Sunday night. You might hear some vile things coming out of Mike Dussault's <laughs> mouth. I'll be do, I'll be making the noise Mac was making when he was coming on. <laughs> yeah. be, be ready with that button on, on Sunday night, Matt Morrell. <laughs> 
Johnson and Blue again. Johnson and Porter's Lake, Nova Scotia. Mm. Porter's Lake I sounds like a good place that they make a good beer. Ooh. Porter's Lake Porter. Lager. Mm. You know. Do so they have Miller Lite? Oh, I'm sure. Okay, then it's great. Uh, Porter's Lake, I'm in. I wasn't too optimistic going into the season, and now that Mac is going to be sidelined, is this Hoyer full out, or could there be a chance Bill gives Zappy a shot? How bad would your boy B Hoy have to be for Zappy to get in there? I mean, pretty bad. I mean, I understand why fans are intrigued by Zappy because it's an unknown, and you think, hey, maybe he'd get in there. I'm and not. He'd be I amazing, don't understand. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think there are some. I watched know, the summer, right? But that's what people hadn't watched and i think you know hey you got a rookie quarterback no Maybe but the preseason games i assume they watch the preseason uh, games you'd be when surprised. you're just running around ah! <laughs> you'd be surprised uh he looked much better on the practice field yeah, than, than in the preseason games he did i uh, hope all is well quite a few patriots fan patriots fans in atlantic canada sitting in the dark since friday due to hurricane fiona Ooh. downloading the podcast Sounds at libraries hot. helped me get through hurricane and boredom of no power we're hopeful to see this weekend's game. Wow. Forgot about that. Fiona came off the coast and then mm. went back and hit Canada. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's right in the firing line for the, this one that's coming up this week. He's down in, in, Tampa? in Fort Myers, Port oh, Charlotte wow. area. This is so. like the first like heavy-duty hurricane Tampa's had in like 100 years or Crazy. something like that. Yeah. Like that seems weird. Inside like, of the yeah. panhandle. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So to answer the, the question, how bad would Hoyer have to be, I legitimately – don't think it's possible for him to be bad enough. And not because of Zappy. But I'm just going to go back to 2020. I think Cam Newton played as bad as you can possibly play, and we still didn't get to see Stidham start a game. Mm. Yeah. So I think he's going to say, well, Hoya gives me a better shot. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. I, was, I watched the game a couple times again, and I'm really kind of confused about how – how do you define the read progression for for Mac? Because his eyes seem to dart all over the place, and then he just fixates. Like for the first, I'd say ten seconds, he looks all over the place. Well, not ten. For the first little bit, he's all over the place, and then he'll just hyper focus on one person. Is that normally how a progression goes for a quarterback? Well, it depends on how quickly they get rid of it. It's you know progression, but then you got to get rid of it. You know, I do think there are plays that they've run where it seems like he don't really have many options. He's going to one guy. I think some of those ones that we the talked fourth about, and three, the fourth and three, fourth and three is you know. a one read play. Like the snap, balls out, you're going right there, and he gets tackled behind the line. Yeah, I don't know. So can that affect? Like, can his progression be affected by his confidence in the pocket? Is that maybe why he's yeah. going fast? Oh yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure, it's all. I mean, it's all connected. I feel yeah. you know, it's all. It's all one thing. I mean, it's hard to break it out and be like, he's not getting through the. Re- but in but fairness, would, it's you, also hard for us to right. tell you what his progressions yeah. are. Yeah, you would think after the Pittsburgh okay. game, he'd have a little bit more confidence. But then you know, Baltimore. I think they were a little. It's like I told yeah. you. I don't think the pass protection was as great in Pittsburgh as the numbers indicated. Okay. I think he did a really good. I think he was much better Thanks, in the Tom. pocket against Pittsburgh than he was against Miami. Yeah. And the only real difference, not the only difference, but the major difference was those two runaway guys in Miami were not there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. There were no breakdowns. Yep. Right. Any pressure that he had for the most part against Pittsburgh was just a guy beat a block. Yeah. And this game, I think, was similar. I think he had a lot of pressure on him in this game. I think the offensive line has just been okay the last two games. Not that good. Uh, Sean in Seattle, love the show. The townieisms make take me back to my roots. Bill has built a Hall of Fame career out of adapting schemes, systems, and approaches to put the team in the best position to win. 
when Tom Brady's his quarterback. While his struggles in the draft are well documented, one thing that has not attracted as much scrutiny is his penchant for making an extended example of a talented player for seemingly minor infractions. This KB saga seems to be the latest example of BB pole vaulting over mouse turds to the detriment of the team. Winning has papered over this in the past, but given the state of the team, this could unravel pretty quickly. Interested in your thoughts on whether you think Bill has been slower to adapt to evolving player personalities than he has in other areas. I don't know. I mean, just, I think everybody's harping on this born thing. Um, is there another recent example of, of him doing Well, this? the running back last year. Um, yeah, yeah, remind, or two years. No, or last year. Oh, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson fumbled in the opener. Yeah. We didn't see him for like four weeks. Yeah, but then Miles Bryant. J.J. Taylor, uh, you know, fumbled. We never saw him again. Well, Bryant could be just a thing where he doesn't trust him, but the but, other but, he doesn't trust, he trust him Marcus less. Jones because, you know, right. he's a rookie. Right. I think he might, I think he feels like he doesn't have an option. Right. Because I don't think you'd still see Miles. It'll be interesting to see Sunday. Right. Because he screwed up twice. Right. Two okay. games in a row. Right. be interesting to see if this if he stays back there Sunday, then I think that's – an example that he doesn't think any anybody else is any more uh, right. trustworthy. But to me, I think he's talking more about not physical mistakes, but the off-field stuff, like the Wes Welker thing, the Michael Bennett situation. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I agree with him. He's putting it all on Bill because I think this is – everybody's blaming Patricia for, for that. I think it's Bill because Bill ultimately decides who plays and who doesn't play. I don't know if that's the reason he's not playing now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that he definitely got in the doghouse. Right. For he, whatever reason, yeah. at some point this summer, he was in the doghouse. I'm not sure that he's not playing now because he was in the doghouse. No, I I, I agree. Right. I don't. I th- I, I'm not I sure. I'm not I, telling you that he is or is playing think, enough to think he's out of the. But enough that it makes you think that they just don't really. I think see they. It for I think they right honestly now. believe that if they don't have that extra blocker out there, then they'd be worse off than okay, so this, they are. So that's one thing that I would yeah. say. Like, here's And again, I really hesitate to get into, I know more about football than these guys. If he thinks that's, if that's the reason, that's a bad reason. If you're playing one wide receiver over another for the running game, that that's a bad reason. Like, you're telling me that I can't run the ball the way I want to run it if I don't have little Jordan Humphrey out there. They may also be thinking about those short passes in the flat, <laughs> blocking for those, which, right? yeah, well, that's not yeah, working I mean, either, you're, though. You're joking, but I think you're right. And, but I just I go back to those numbers I spit out where it's like the way you're doing it is you're having three guys who are unproductive. And although Bourne is playing little, like at least he is productive in the little role that he is playing. How can you get everybody involved? How can you get all of this clicking? And, you know, I don't know. That's what I, I wonder about the tight ends. Is this like a scheme thing? Do they not really – know how to get those guys open is it not part of the plan right now it just it seems they're so interested in pushing the ball down the field and trying to take shots whenever possible that it just almost feels like a detriment and now you're having people call in being like we got to get back to the bend or the the dink and dunk i mean i never thought i would hear that but again but i mean i kind of agree with it of just you know taking what's there and not you know putting everything on these 30 yard throws and you know hit or miss and oh it's great we hit it oh no they intercepted it it's like but doesn't a it make sense coaster. if that's if that's really that they want to get it downfield more like that's that even make it more silly that you would have Humphrey out there more than than Bourne yeah and i agree like i i could tell by the Deuce's facial expression and we argued about this on the tv show this week well, in fairness uh, already um i <laughs> i agree with Deuce. like there is an element that 
the less Bourne plays and the longer the weeks go that he's not a part of it, the better player Bourne becomes. Kendrick Bourne is a good, solid, complementary piece to the puzzle. Right? Fred, would you think he's? Did you think he's more than that? Because no. we can argue if you do. No, he's not a number one. But y- no, y- but he's a good piece. Yeah. Like I think he's. Yeah, that's. I'm agreeing. He's a I'm good agreeing player. with you. Okay, I'm I just want to like yeah. you know because we don't all have to have the same opinion of every player. Uh, I think he's a good, solid player. I think he's now being treated like this unbelievable game breaker that the Patriots have kept on ice and costing them games as a result. Like they would have won Sunday if he played you every know, snap, didn't fumble. I don't. I don't know. Like if he played a little bit more, like. Yeah. I, I kind of I see the look on Deuce's face, and it's like we're not talking about Justin Jefferson here. <laughs> we're talking about Kendrick Bourne. He's a good he's a good player. I, I like Bourne. Made some good plays last year. I like Bourne. I, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a difference maker. Uh, Joey's in San Antonio. I think it's time to stop, stop. making excuses for the Patriots. Let's stop. face it. The Patriots are, are who they are. To be extremely honest, the coaching staff isn't great, and it's trickling down to both defense and offense. The Patriots need a talented, creative, aggressive offensive coach, and we really, really must look for one next season or sooner. I really do like Mac Jones, but right now the entire system isn't doing him any good. So the emailer is completely convinced that the talent is there, but the coaching's letting him down. Yeah. Well, he's saying it's not helping, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, I think it's more than that. Yeah, I don't think this is all on the coaches. And this is kind of what I feared before the season started, that they'll get off to a slow start and it's all going to be because of Matt Patricia. And I'm not trying to defend Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. I think it's. I, I think my feelings on the topic are well known. I think it was kind of foolish to set it up this way. I just don't think that's why they struggle. Well, and I, I mean, I think it's tough for me. I I go to the back to the draft. We've talked plenty about the draft, and, you know, it's now Max Hurt. I mean – you know, we're waiting for Duggar to really take that step. He's hurt. Stevenson has looked good. Like, can we get him more action? It's just, I think what, what's troubling to me is is just to go back to that point of like these last three years have all felt kind of similar. And I just, I don't feel like we're seeing players like Barmore take these strides yet. We're not seeing a Mac Jones year two taking significant strides. You know, everybody's just, Josh Uche, he's not taking really any strides. Anthony Jennings was, was oh, he's going to be great this year. I mean, he's you kind of like a bit Anthony player. Jennings is like hanging by a thread he's right now. He's kind of a bit edge rundown Like he was right inactive now, one so. game. He barely played at another. Um, and I'll, I'll take a shot at myself. You know, probably around this time last year, I was clamoring, right? Now, to defend myself, I'll say I was clamoring for a lot of young players to get chances to play. Those a lot of those young players that have gotten chances to play haven't haven't looked great so far. Um, and I'll give you one, one example of a player who I think is excellent, and I kept saying he needs to play more. He's not just a third down guy. Is Barmore, and Barmore's gotten chances to play on more than just third down, and hasn't really been overly productive. In fairness, so I, I can on one hand I'm going to make fun of myself by saying hey, I was I was calling for more Uche and getting these guys involved. But on the other hand, I'm going to say, well, maybe if you had done that last year, they'd be further along in their development this year, which is why I wanted them to play last year through the mistakes. And they, you know, in most cases, didn't get a chance to do that. Uh, Dave in Bethlehem, please comment on these points. One. One. Coach must take (laughs) over the offensive coordinator job. Losing McDaniels is like losing your right hand. Plays calls by Patricia are like using a mirror to get dressed left-handed. He's already... 
knee deep in it. I, I mean, I, if it'll make you feel better that he had headset on and he's the one relaying them in, but I think his hands are all over every single play call that they make, regardless of who relays the call to Mac Jones. I think he's been instrumental on offense so far to the detriment of the defense. I think there was a play that he might, might have challenged in the Pittsburgh game that I don't think he ever saw because he was looking at the offense. And I think in this game, there, you know, people are like, they just never did anything different. There was no adjustment. Because I think Bill's watching the offense. Bill's looking. He's talking to the offensive players when the defense is on the field. And that might be why the second half un, you know, unraveled the way it did defensively. Two, coaches Callie and Troy Brown and Judge have been ineffective. Time to move on. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. What, I mean, what, I don't like know. based on what? Well, he's looking at tight end play. and So what about the tight end play hasn't been good? They're not playing. <laughs> they play. Um, I mean, they're not producing. Well, they're not getting the ball thrown to them. Yeah. Three, Mac absolutely should get they a run second opinion. They're running the ball op- pretty well, aren't they? Mac absolutely should get a second opinion. Oh, of co- yeah. Of course. I, I always mean, agree with that. I always yeah. side with the player on that. And absolutely. finally, make Janu earn his money. I agree with that, too. I think they're trying to. Yeah. I mean, it just – I think the ship has sailed on Janu Smith. Like, he's he, – <laughs> is there anything conventional when he's involved? Like – one of the biggest plays that he's made in his one in one year and three games is the fourth down play that Max somehow avoided seventeen guys <laughs> trying to sack him, and then he rolled out to the left and threw it to John Smith for the first down. Yeah, nothing to do with John Smith. He just happened to be the guy, right? I mean, it's it, it's it's frustrate, frustrating for fans because you watch other games like last night, the Giants and Cowboys. I I only saw the first half, but like you know, Jones was hitting his tight end. And, you know, not a lot of yards after catch, but the guys using the middle of the field the same way other teams use the middle of the field against us, where they, they scheme the tight end wide open in the middle of the field. And we haven't been able to do that for some reason. It, but yeah. it, seems like, it seems like every team is yeah. able to do that. I just wouldn't put that on the tight ends. I'd put it on Mac. Yeah. Okay. I just think the, the problem with the tight ends that I've come to realize is that they're neither here nor there. Like, neither one of them can really block, and neither one of them are really plus athletes. Now, I think they're functional NFL tight ends in, uh, better than, like, Lacoste and you know oh. Ryan Izzo from oh, a couple yeah. years ago when you were like, oh, my gosh, we really have nothing. So I don't want to make it sound like they're that bad, but I don't think they move the needle as blockers or as receivers, really, and yeah, it's I, just like they're fine. I would agree with that. And then, you know, with the receivers, when was the last time they had a 100-yard receiver before this year? Oof. They didn't have any last Gosh, year, right? I don't think so. Um, Might have been like Edelman or, or Demir Bird. Or, or maybe they had one. I don't know. Did Bourne have 100 in that Dallas game where he had the 75-yard touchdown? Point is, it was a long time between uh, 100-yard receivers. Then they had one in week two, and they had one in week three. Different guys, by the way. Like uh, yeah. So Troy, why is Troy Brown on the hot seat? Yeah. What did he do? Yeah, yes, I'm defensive with Troy Brown. He beat Brown. me I, in flag football. I like Troy I Brown. I'm, I'm a little him. defensive <laughs> there. But I, like, I, I'm not a big fan of the position coaches stink because the, yeah. the guys that play that position had a bad year. Right. And I don't think that they're having bad years. I, just, I think there's been plenty of examples where Henry's been open and they haven't thrown it to him. Uh, Christian's in L.A. What's up, Christian? Hey, you guys. How are you doing? How's everyone feeling today? All right. <laughs> Good. Meh. Yeah, <laughs> a little monday So, you know, I was thinking that, and, and hear me out here, that it might not be the worst thing ever that Mac is hurt for a bit. I, I think in a sense it, it's a pressure release. It takes the heat off of Mac in the way. It takes the heat off of the coach in a way. It actually takes the heat off the yep. team in a way. And if, 
Zappy comes in and he oh. does his best Cooper rush, let's say for five, six weeks and builds some trade capital or whatever, we might wind up even with a high draft pick this year um, because our, our quarterback got hurt and we were out of it six games in, blah, blah, blah. And we wind up with a really great stud receiver that I think is, could be a difference maker next year. But what do you guys think about that, thinking that way? Or is that my way of saying let's tank? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be Zappy. By the way, I think yeah, it's I just think Hoyer, it's not but, it's not fair but, to, to Zappy. Yeah, I mean, or the rest of the players. I mean, that's you know that could be the result, but I you know I, I think I think to, people are worried about Max development for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to go back to Paul's point, I mean, if he misses enough games that they're that bad, then it's kind of hard to draft a quarterback. And thanks for the call. I also just think, and that's why I was instantly like, like I I would say yes, you have to consider it, but. I don't think they will. I think Mac Jones is their kind of guy that they like to work with, and they believe that kind of guy is what they want at that position. So that's why I think they would they would ride with him. I think they would look somewhere else. I, I mean, and I'm saying this as somebody who thinks that you should consider all options for sure, but I would I would be surprised if they went out and instantly took another quarterback, especially if it was because Mac missed like 10, 15 games or, you know, whatever it is. It's hard to do. Hard to lose your job like that. Uh, Jack, Jack in Anaba writes in, uh, when one gets down to brass tacks, the analysis of the Patriots' loss to the Ravens is relatively simple. Ravens' super-athletic quarterback Lamar Jackson took over the game in the fourth quarter. The Patriots needed one of two things to counter Jackson. Either the Patriots needed multiple very athletic defenders, which the Patriots don't have, or the Patriots needed multiple offensive playmakers to make the plays to outweigh Jackson, which the Patriots don't have. <laughs> Until one of those things changes, the Patriots will continue to struggle. Well, I mean, yes, against Lamar Jackson and that offense. I mean, I, you know, and, and I mean, really, it looked it wasn't quite as bad as 2019 was, but it was kind of similar in that Lamar was kind of doing whatever he wanted with the ball down in, 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 in the, at the end. But, you know, I still think they're unique, and I wouldn't, like, if Mac hadn't gotten hurt at this game, I would have been in just throw this game out stop making mistakes you you prove that you can at least for a good chunk of a team look like you belong out there and go back and forth with them a little bit and score more points than a lot of people did I mean Hardy's key was score 24 they they scored 26 so Mm -hmm. um you know so I I mean there were elements there it's just I think it's it's hard to feel great after the Mac injury and and you know you just you feel like you're putting that whole development down for a little bit until he's back uh Tony says it's not turning around this year it's a four- to five-year rebuild starting last year. Don't look for game-to-game improvement. You will see up-and-down movement for the next couple of years. It is what it is. The team lacks talent. Yeah, but we've been saying that for three. I mean, why, why is this year one? Like, why couldn't 2020 have been year one? Well, he's saying last year was year yeah, one. Last year was. Right. Yeah. It's 2020 was last year. Burn it off. 2021. Yeah. When they signed all the free agents, by the way. Uh, Brett Austin writes in, can we please go with Zappy for the time that Jones is out? What good is it going to be to go with Hoyer these next few games? Yes, he provides us the best chance to win, but with this season in this team, I think we would get more out of having Zappy play than Hoyer. At least it would be interesting to watch. See, I, I'm really confused by some definitions people. of interesting. Like, <laughs> If you were right now, if you were sitting with a record of like, let's just say, I don't know, four and six, and you wanted to make an argument for Zappy, I could understand. You're one and two. You have 14 games left. You're telling me that you shouldn't go with the guy who gives you the best chance to win? Right. Let's say that you think he's got to play four games. 
and you're thinking, just somehow find a way to go two and two. And you think Hoyer gives you a significantly better chance than Zappi. Yeah, and let me ask to go two and two. Let me right? Ask, yeah. The season's not over. Let me ask you a question if or I don't you know, he's an emailer, so I can't ask him personally, but if somehow the Patriots had won that game and Mac got hurt at the end the same way he did and he was gonna be out for an extended it's period great, of time. That's a great point. Would you no be question. saying the same thing? Nope. No, you'd it's be a great saying point. when is you know Yeah. Right. We but, show we could beat a team. Right. Just, what if, he, won? what if on that last play he threw a touchdown and it was a, t- a game-winning touchdown? Right. And then he would everybody it. be saying you should go with Zappy? Right. At least it'd be interesting. Right. It's it's just a difference of one game. Right. <laughs> it's a great point, Fred. Would he have hop lipped down to the st- the end yes. zone to celebrate yes. on one leg? Yes. <laughs> the only thing missing was the tennis racket getting fired across the field. But I, I just think that people, you know, we are reactionary and we we got exposed a little bit in this game and yeah. And I think that um, people are, you know, knee-jerk a little bit. It's just the appeal of the unknown. I think the only reason people suggest that is that they think that there's a chance that Bailey Zappi is going to come in and be magically a superstar. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look, it happened again. Listen, if they had a play, if Mac is – let's just say Mac is out long-term. Let's say Mac is out for two months. I don't necessarily want to watch Brian Hoyer for eight or nine games (laughs) unless he – I mean – Nah, Unless he comes out and win, wins like the first three or four. Well, let's face it. If they pull off an upset on Sunday, then it's Detroit, but, but, Cleveland, uh, Chicago. But watching, like, Those are winnable games. Watching Bailey Zappi is only good if he comes right out and is good. I'm just telling like, you, watching Bailey. If he has a bad Bailey's, game, that'll get old real quick, You guys quick think too. that Mac Jones was up and down on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't know what up and down is. I don't know what I did there. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> uh, but Bailey Zappi, and this is no disrespect to him, is nowhere near ready to play yeah. in an NFL game. Yep. Uh, Felipe is in Rio de Janeiro. Um, just to support Paul's argument in relation to turnovers, don't you think that the script is always the same because the team is not that talented and is under tremendous pe- pressure just to keep up with the opposition? Yep. In other words, we have to go above and beyond just to compete and that's why turnovers have been on the rise. It's no coincidence that those mistakes don't happen against lesser competition. This is who the team has been. is so, is not something that we can just ignore and hope to go away unless we acquire more talent. Yeah, I I agree. Like the the large part of that, I agree. Like yeah, when you're behind and you're chasing two scores in the second half of games, you're going to turn the ball over. That's that's what happens. Um, do you know that he's played 21 games now, Mac Jones? 21 starts, counting the playoff game. He's 11-10. and 10. You know how many touchdowns and interceptions he has? 26 touchdowns, 20 picks. 21 games, 20 picks. That's a lot of picks. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lo- you don't think so? One a game? No, it is, but... I, I mean, I just... I'm not surprised. I, yeah. I, I hadn't... See, I am. These guys are supposed to not make mistakes. Supposed yeah. to protect the ball. That, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like... Early Drew Bledsoe, who throws it all over the place, well, recklessly. Well, he had what thirteen last year? Thirteen yeah. picks. I think that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, which isn't bad, you know. Right. But this year he's got eight, five or, or seven, five, five, two in the playoff oh. game. Oh, okay. It's interesting though to hear you say those because I hadn't looked them up or specifically looked at them. But I mean, I just think it's like everything. I think last year Mac was about in the middle of the league as a quarterback. I think those are about middling average numbers like you know it's 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 hard to get off of 
He's an average quarterback. To me, know? if you're going to throw a pick a game, you need to be like Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Brett Favre. One of these guys is just like yeah. Josh Allen. You throw running the, all, you're running all over the field. You throw a pick and you come back next drive and score. I'm going to throw five touchdowns. I might throw a pick on the way because I'm going to try to make these incredible plays all over the field. And more often than not, I'm going to do it. But every once in a while, one's going to get away. <laughs> you can't have the no touchdowns with the three picks. That's, you know, that's and that's you're getting at it right now because it's it's just exhausting Deuce is on the edge. I it's might just, I might be able to I, I might finish him <laughs> off on Sunday, Fred. It's it's just it's got to be tough as a player to believe that you have to be perfect every game. We can't make mistakes. We you know, we can't we don't have the pieces to overcome them. We have to play perfect every week. And I I just wonder how much that pressure is kind of built up where it's just like you can't go in every week feeling like you need to be perfect. You need enough playmakers on both sides of the ball that we're going to have some wiggle room. We're going to go after it. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to make some mistakes, but we have enough to overcome. Bill's, you know, like his old, his old thing, they'd be in meetings and Bill would be like, don't be the guy that makes the mistake. And they're like, well, what if we're all the guy? Then is it okay? (laughs) I am Spartacus. I made the mistake. They're all stepping up. All right. Uh, That's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. I promise we'll, we'll see brighter things tomorrow on Wednesday when we'll be back at noon. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.